This is the Rough and Tumble episode. This is the Rough and Tumble podcast, episode seven. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon, following following us on Instagram. Jesus Christ, I can't do it today. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Keep it going. We're just gonna keep it going. Okay. About yeah, we're gonna keep it going. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. This is episode seven. Please consider following us on Instagram. On Patreon, uh, you can. Uh, we've actually got a goal of a hundred, a uh, hundred dollars a month on Atri- uh, on Patreon. I can't get that word right today. Mitch, help me out. That Patreon. I feel like you're auditioning as a, for a stewardess on an airline. I do too, man. This <laughs> is like, rough today. <laughs> There's, this is the first time we've had. We have a, a guest on the podcast, and then you're so four people in the, the first room. Guest? Yeah, you're the first guest. What an honor. Yeah, we had yeah. a well. Ooh, okay. Technically, Thank you're you the first guest, <laughs> uh, Bryce Mitchell. We haven't said your name yet. <laughs> Bryce Mitchell is the our first guest. We had another guest on, but um, he was he wasn't allowed to talk. So oh yeah, yeah. He, he was in the room. He wasn't allowed to talk. What what Johnny's been trying to say this entire time is this is the episode seven of the Rough and Tumble podcast. Mm-hmm. Please go and support us on social media. You can go to our Patreon. We would love to have your money. Um, you can find us on Instagram. And um, biggest thing you can do is just continue supporting the podcast like you've been doing. You can also listen on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and Google Play. Let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Rough and Tumble podcast. Jesus fucking Christ. I couldn't do it, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was the best, our best intro for sure. Yeah. We're definitely going to leave it like it is. Yeah. Just going to leave that one like it is. Not even going to edit anything. And that was the second take. (laughs) (laughs) We've got uh, Bryce Mitchell. What's up, man? Hey, brother, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, man. Super, superstar, UFC fighter. That's right. I forgot to ask I'm no you. superstar, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're super. I, 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 yeah, hey, that's true. <laughs> I am super, so I guess so. That's true. Yeah. I forgot to ask you what, uh, when you're fighting, and you have a big fight coming up, and I forgot to ask you all the details beforehand so you get to tell everybody. Yep, I'm fighting uh, December 7th, Washington, D.C. Uh, dude's name is Matt Sales, and uh, 145, like always, so. Do you know anything about him? Uh, he's a kickboxer mainly. Sounds I don't like know. A loser. <laughs> you know, I mean, he might uh, try to shoot in or something, but I'm thinking, I'm expecting just power punches and probably won't even shoot in. So, mm-hmm. but if he shoots in, I won't be surprised. You no. know. So, what's his name again? Matt Sales. Matt Sales. His name is the guy that Bryce Mitchell's going to beat the shit out that's of. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you said that's December. December seventh, mm-hmm. December 7th. Washington D.C. Dude, that's awesome, yeah. Washington D.C. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty really badass. Cool. Like, I really want to fight around here. Like, yeah, Texas would be a good one because Houston mm-hmm. or Dallas, that would be good. You know, uh, Louisiana. Mm. That's God's uh, country in Louisiana. T- Tennessee. Uh, you know, you I've know. heard rumors that they tried to get a uh, an Arkansas UFC uh, UFC card. Like, I've seen pictures of the proposal. Really? And uh, it was going to be in Northwest Arkansas. The yeah. guy that was running the uh, the building that it was in didn't like he. The quote was he didn't believe in MMA. 
Well, and it so exists. They wouldn't allow it. Does he know that it exists? <laughs> yeah. You can look it up on the internet. <laughs> it's like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> That's dumb. Man. Son, you know MMA isn't real. It doesn't exist. <laughs> dude was, was texting me that after one of my fights, he was, uh, after my first UFC fight, this dude threw a flag to me. It was Arkansas flag. Yeah, Daniel knows that guy. He works, uh, that's Daniel's boss. He was pushing for it super mm-hmm. hard at the dude that threw me the flag, man. Yeah. And I know his name, but damn, I've been hit too many I, times. I don't either. <laughs> and <laughs> I cannot remember, I can't think of it right now, but I know who it is. So you yeah. were coming out of the cage or something and he like threw you the flag? Mm-hmm. Rolly was carrying me. Oh, was he? I beat the shit. Yeah. It oh, was, man. uh, and Rolly's like the just, smallest guy I know. So yeah. the fact that he was able to carry you, he was just mm-hmm. some pure adrenaline, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was much, I much preferred it rather than the, than yeah. the walk, man. I don't blame and, you. And, uh, and you know, I was gonna, I was gonna fucking pimp walk out of there, you know, right. just, but he was like, man, we're going to make you look like a champ. You know, he did the, but I'll tell the truth is because my legs was torn to shit. That's when yeah, he carried yeah, me yeah. out. No, yeah. because we were celebrating like, to, oh, you're so special. We're going to carry you out of here. Right. My legs was fucked You went up. to the hospital after that fight, right? No, they just IV'd me twice, oh, okay. and then I came back to life. But, man, I just didn't hydrate properly. I mean, just severe dehydration. Yeah, man, you muscle. looked you looked kind of – I mean, I, I train with you all the time at the gym, and, um, you know, you've got one of the biggest gas tanks in the gym between you and TJ Brown and, you know, a couple of other guys. Um, so whenever watching that fight, I was like, man, he just looks a little tired, mm-hmm. you know? It was, uh, yeah, just, just fluid. It yeah. just, just had no fluid, you know, just didn't do that very smartly. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, you live and you learn, you know. Yeah. It's, I'll be on two gallons a fucking day, three weeks out from this fight, you know, so. So that's what you like to do? You like to water, water, water log, log but and here's then. here's the thing, you know, how I said I was real small. Uh-huh. I didn't cut any weight for that fight. I just showed yeah, up. Yeah, I remember that, so I didn't, yeah. I didn't water log. I thought, well, since I ain't cutting any weight, I just, I don't got a water log. What's the point? I'm not going to cut anything. Right. Well, you also water log for the fucking fight. I'm yeah. Fucking stupid bro yeah mm-hmm. you know but that i learned i learned a lot of lessons the hard way you know yeah, i look at it as a, as a learning opportunity and roly says this a lot he <laughs> says you could have learned uh, on a way way worse but you could have learned by a knockout getting knocked yeah, out yeah dude i learned coming off of a win yeah speaking of knockouts so, you know oh yeah thomas gifford yeah. oh yeah what do you think yeah. about that i read 154 I think, uh, punches if i was in his corner i, I would have said let your left go more uh-huh. I would have said he's all right. He's all uh because he is southpaw, correct? I don't. I didn't see the fight. I just I saw know. the highlight. I watched the fight. Maybe I, maybe I've been hit too many times. I can't remember. But he's all jabs and lead hands. Yeah, you've got to let your power because that guy was throwing power. Man, was yeah. he ever? And and Thomas, you know, he he actually does very good in those types of fights. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that that's the type of fight that he thrives in, and I've seen him come from behind and win like that but you know it's it's only something that could last so long yeah yeah what do you think um you know a lot of a lot of people on social media um facebook uh reddit big time yeah they're tearing they're tearing his dad apart you know like do you think do you think when he went back to his corner um because there was a moment where he went back to his corner and they asked him straight up like are you good and he said no and then oh, he said no. It's my understanding he, he was no. just like it was something to that effect. I heard he said, uh, it's I feel terrible. That's what it was. That's yes, was. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like, how do you feel? And he said, I feel terrible. terrible. Yeah. And he said, Do you want to keep fighting? Heard. And Tommy said, Of course. Um his dad said, Of course. No, Tommy Mon- Thomas Mon- uh, oh, little oh, Tommy okay. said, like, Yeah, I wanna I'm of course I want to keep fighting. 
but that's what fighters are going to do. You can't. Yeah. Sometimes you can't leave that in the in in the in the fighters. They pulled. They actually pulled that ref uh, after that fight. Really? Wow. Yeah. They uh, the athletic commission pulled the ref. Uh, I think after the Vix fight, there was a, mm -hmm. a knockout from underneath. Um, after that fight, they pulled him, and Herb Dean had to ref the rest of them. No shit. Yeah. Dude, that, I'll tell you what, man. I've been a ref, right? So I've, I've ref for the IBJJF. I've ref for AGF. I've ref for Grappling Industries. It is an extremely stressful oh position. Oh, my God. Especially kids' matches. Yes. Ugh. Because every <laughs> parent horrible. every parent thinks that their Those kids are fucking yeah. badass. You know? And here's the thing, man. I, kids I, will go to sleep. They dude. will. Kids They'll will go to their sleep. Arms break. And here, I look at it like this, man. Like- I'm a dad, right? I got a lot of kids. I got four girls and, um, and they train here and there and stuff like that at West side. But I got to tell you, man, like if you, there's a time and a place to teach your kid not to quit. Yeah. Right. Teach your kid not to quit school. Teach your teacher quit your kid, like not to, you know, don't, don't quit driving in the middle of driving. Training, you're gonna training cause is accidents. where those lessons should be learned. Right. Not in, not in a fight. But you should also be, teach your kid humility and humbleness mm -hmm. and the understanding that when you're caught, you're caught, yeah. you know? And like, but if you're encouraging, in my opinion, if you're encouraging, like I watched a young girl who uh, had her arm fully extended, oh. right? And I'd stop the fight. And the girl's dad and whoever were like, she was about to escape. She was about to escape. And I'm like, well, how do I know that? I don't know what she does in training. Mm -hmm. I only know what I see. And so. And that's within the rules for you to do. Right. So. I got to think it's about the like, safety of the fighter. Yeah, it's. Yeah. And so, you of course. You be complaining about it. You acted within the rules. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, I talked to the dad. I'm like, well, man, we regardless, him and I are going to have one or two conversations. The one conversation is going to be, why did you stop the fight so soon my daughter was going to escape? The other conversation we have is, why did you let my daughter get her arm broke? Either way, right. it sucks, yeah. right? One just sucks more. And I'm going to have more of a guilty conscience on the other side of one, mm -hmm. you know? And so, but when you talk about that dude getting pulled, man, like, dude, and I'm not comparing the refing that I've done to in a cage like that around that many spectators. Like, Dude, every no matter what decision you make, you're fucking somebody, you know. Yeah, you really went on a rant there. Well, <laughs> you first fucked two those rounds dudes. might might have been ten eight, you know. Yeah, two, I didn't eight. get to see the actual fight. Two, I two caught the very end. Of it. That being said, though, I mean, like Bryce, you you're we've talked about this before. You're a smart person in training. Like, um, you'll need to yeah, you'll Not step perfect. out whenever you need to. Um, perfect. That's why he only trains with me because he's like, ain't no way Mitch is going to give me problems. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need some hard rounds. Um, that's why the other night when, when I knew you wasn't even training, you was wearing a yeah. t-shirt, but I was like, fuck. Bryce always you. catches me when I'm wearing cargo shorts or something. <laughs> like, I'll be sitting on the wall, like chilling, you know, because it's always Tuesday and Thursday nights when I see him. Uh -huh. And it's after I've already come, you know, I've already trained for an hour before class. And then I teach my kids class. And then um, I'm like chilling or whatever, drinking some water. And Bryce will be like, hey, brother, man. <laughs> you gave me one of them rounds. You gave me one of them rounds, yeah. man. And I'm like, God damn, I guess, dude. Like, I'm not going to say no to Bryce Mitchell. The I wouldn't thing, tell TJ no either. The thing Let's, is, too, is I know you You probably had done like 15 rounds before that. Yeah. Well, sometimes the, the class ain't a lot to, you know, sometimes more yeah. people show up and it's like I got plenty of bodies and I'm worn out. I ain't going to ask Mitch. I'm fucking dead and there's killers on the mat trying to get me. But then some yeah. nights it's like. You got to get, you got to hunt you know, out I'm, those people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it just depends. <laughs> I think I've only said no once in like the last six months. And I think it was because I, I actually was sick 
And I was like, man, I shouldn't even be here, let yeah. alone training with you. <laughs> so, but yeah, Wes Allen always gives me shit too. He's like, man, you got them cargo shorts on. Bryce probably gonna try to train with you. <laughs> <laughs> that me and him was lifting today. His back spazzed up on Dude, him. Dude, Wes is a beast, man. He is. He's, he's older than shit. both of us. He got that old man strength. He does. Man. He's throwing up that bench press and then just, just repping it. He goes, oh. I'm done. <laughs> he goes, my back just locked up. <laughs> like he acted like that ain't the first time. It's no, dude, he's up, been having some know? back problems and some and some like front hip problems too. And like it was probably the wrestling because it probably the thing is he does like seven a days. Like he'll go out and run with Chuck. Yeah, do a five k, come back to the gym, wrestle, go do another five k, <laughs> and then come back and do open mat. And then like he don't ever tell nobody no when it comes to training. You know, like oh yeah, for sure. It's like man, you might want to. We might want to call it call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> Bryce, uh, I've actually been thinking about a lot on this episode what I've been wanting to ask you, and uh, specifically related to fighting, because I only want to focus like just a little bit of the episode on that stuff. Uh, but I specifically wanted to ask you about your mentality, because whenever whenever I look at you, whenever you're fighting, and I see you before the fight. I see somebody that's like just there, just ready to do the thing that you're there to do. Like there's nothing, just another day in the office. And there's few people that I think like, and maybe I'm totally misreading the situation. You could be shitting your pants on the inside. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. You know, do you think, is that something that you had to work on through your amateur career? Or was that something that just you kind of got and you were, you were ready to go? I mean, there's actually some fights where it's better than others. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, I just try to be just, you know, just go out there and get the fucking job done. You know what it is. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. And, uh, man, I've actually, there's pros and cons, you know, and there's ups and there's downs and shit. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's... It, I try to go out there and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's a fucking enjoyable thing. Right. You know, I'm not saying it's an easy job, but it is what it is. And you're out there fucking doing it. So I, I try to enjoy it. You know, mm. I, you know, I, I enjoy, I try to enjoy the, the, the moment, the moment. like what yeah. you're doing. You know, right? it is yeah. what it is. And, uh, you know, I'm only going to do it till a certain point until I meet my goals, you know, mm. but, uh, while I'm doing it, I'm going to, so you've yeah. put you've kind of put restrictions on your career as far as like once I hit this point I'm just I'm yeah, gonna move to, on I and find out. something else to do yeah yeah because yep. you're in college so are you mm-hmm. still studying economics yes sir yeah yes sir so you're you're in school and you're working toward a bachelor's um, what's your plan with the economics degree? yeah what do you what do you want to do with that I just want to make my mom happy and yeah just uh, leave me alone you know because, <laughs> just like, make her a bunch of money <laughs> I mean well shit she I just mean, wants you to, she wanted you to at least shit, get an education here's the thing is with the with the degree dude it's costing her a lot of money yeah because yeah. you know I told her I will not pay for some shit I don't believe in sure but she says I'll pay for it for you <laughs> right yeah. and I'm like well and oh, by the way, if you don't, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> don't come over for Christmas. You know? So yeah. it's like, all right, I'll I'll do it. And uh Is it because you love Christmas dinner? It's exactly <laughs> that's my motivation. Yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving, Christmas. Oh no. man. But it's like uh you And know, you're working hard wanna, at it too. You're not you're not me floating a long through. Time, dude, I'm going to school with these eighteen year old 
kids you yeah. know i'm like an old man in that class mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but it's because it's taken me so long i've been there since i was 18 and my first three semesters i did 15 hours a semester and then i told my mom i was like uh, i'm not doing this shit no more because i need to train more yeah and i said it just like that and uh and i said we're gonna have to renegotiate the terms you know so that's what it is, man. You get in the UFC and you start becoming business minded, and you're like, you know what, mom? We're gonna have to renegotiate this contract. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> and so we we happily renegotiated, and I've been working on it for uh, two classes a year. Just doing part time, Just basically, part like part severely part time. Part -time. I was gonna yeah. do I was gonna do three, but at Harding, you got if you do three, it's um, it's chapel every day. So mm. it's like, mom, uh, I yeah. can't go to fucking chapel every day. I got, I'm. I mean, Jesus knows you've got to train. You That's know, exa so. exactly. Yeah. He knows. Exactly. To take That's care of the, like, the thing that I've always told people whenever, like, I'm training a fighter or whatever and their family's, like, getting involved as far as, uh, you know, like, oh, you need to do family things and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, my, your parents should want you to train because your training is your safety. You know, the more yeah. that you train, the more safe you are going yeah. to be in your occupation. Yeah. And if you're not able to train, exactly. then uh, you might you might get fucked but up. Nobody <laughs> truly understands that, like right. the fighter, because they see you from uh, the outside. They don't, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I have, yeah. You know, course, they see a, the result, not yeah. the not the process. They don't see what goes into it. Yeah, the process. They mm -hmm. don't see that shit. You know? Yeah, dude, it's long days, man. Like you know, I'm a recreational competitor. I'm not a I'm not a professional. I'm not full time of any in, in any way shape or form i mean and so and i know the long days that i put in having a day job training teaching things like that getting miles so i can't even begin to imagine you know plus i take the weekends off you know what i mean <laughs> you're straight up savage though man I mean, you can well, fight if you wanted to i'm glad that you don't have to and me that too. you got all that other good shit going on for you that's but I don't hey, like getting push, punched in the if face. Push, if push came to shove, you could you could fight. You you train like a savage, dude. So. Man, I tell you, I just I, <laughs> my go-to is always just pull my pants down. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I've stopped so many work, fights. It won't work on everybody. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet that Bryce might get more <laughs> amped up into training. <laughs> He's gonna be like, "Fuck, we're doing that." Yeah. No, All right. okay, no okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as my pants come off, we're now we're in Bryce's territory. He just double legs <laughs> you. As soon as your pants hit the floor, with his mouth wide open. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <man. laughs> oh, the uh, so tell me about like a little bit about like your your family background because I mean like um, I mean I don't know I don't know anything about your family your background your growing up and and all of that stuff. I mean we've been friends for a while, but we don't necessarily sit down on the mats and go. Listen, I came up from here and did this, yeah, this, it, and this. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so yeah, like I want to know. That's what I want to know about. I want to know about Bryce Mitchell. Well, uh, I had a single mom, uh, and I appreciate the questions too, man. Yeah. I, you know, this is stuff that I don't get asked very often. Right. So well, that's what cool, I mean. Man. Like, I want people to know the Bryce Mitchell that that we know every day, not the Bryce Mitchell that mm -hmm. gets yeah. five seconds on TV and has to spat out a bunch of words. You know, yeah. like um, right after a fight, I can't. I've always had the hardest time with that. Like, Dude, I just fought somebody. Like, I'm tired. Don't no, ask me questions. Nobody's ever interviewed me after a fight. Really? Oh. No. They're just like, oh, that sucks you lost. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah man. Just you have to win them to, for them to interview you. <laughs> it's true. They, uh, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. 
so you raised by my mother uh you know she just taught me the mentality you know just to grind you know yeah and uh that's where i learned that from and uh uh have papa mimi you know they helped raise me they helped raise you and, yeah uh, now is that your mom's mom and dad yes sir okay yeah yes sir uh and you father, went to my father's no contact so his his mom and dad were in a cult one of them killed himself they were in a Whoa. cult i'm sorry they both killed themselves in a cult anti-government cult yeah no that's, shit that's no, one of the last things my mimi told me before she passed away that's wow. crazy yeah really weird because i mean i was what 18 years old yeah talked to my mimi all the time she told me about grandma cora told me about everything you know but mm -hmm. it wasn't until after her surgery she had like a tricky thingy yeah, yeah you know and uh she told me that and it's just i never forgot she only said it one time but hell i don't like, that's that shit nuts, hit yeah. me you know were they in and, arkansas was it was it something in Arkansas? Or was it like did they think, move out to Utah or something? They did something yeah. like that. Everything's in yeah, Utah. Everything's dude. in Utah. All the cults are in Utah. Yeah, well, we can't get well, a good cult in Arkansas thing. to save our lives. With the way child support works, if you move every couple of years, I think oh. it's every if you relocate every two years. So the most recent check and it's and things are meant to be and creepy shit happens. Sure. And, yeah. And uh, God or whatever you want to call it, I believe is. But when you said Utah, that's the, where the last check came from. No shit. And it wasn't a check; it was a notice that the check was uh, denied. My mom didn't pursue child support. She uh -huh. told me you can do everything you want. Absolutely. On your own. Yep. And uh, and so he sent that. The government sent her check from Utah. Said he's in Utah, and we can't get money from him because uh can't find him or what i know he relocates every two years oh so i can't smart. track him he's smart yeah but he has no fucking balls obviously right you know so but he's smart he played the game and he got rid of the child support you know he bounced yeah. around and uh that's how he got rid of that child support that's fucking crazy but uh yeah so if you relocate i think it's every two years you don't gotta pay shit so he would one time it was like um nevada but the last one was from utah man so it's like nevada he would just bounce around and yeah. i was like what the fuck is this motherfucker doing and yeah then my mom did, did they like, meet did wow, your mom and dad man. meet in arkansas or was it somewhere else and then she moved here like where where is she where are you guys originally from uh from arkansas yeah. as far back as grandma cora and i don't know who comes before grandma cora sure but mm -hmm. uh great she she would be my Great grandma. Okay. And, and as far back as we know, or as I know, yeah, uh, Arkansas. And uh, mom grew up Hot Springs. Uh, grandma grew up and lived her whole life in Hot Springs. Uh, and then you and you went to Cabot High School, right? Because my mom, she was a district manager for Walmart. Nice. Mm -hmm. Bounced around like crazy. Uh, store to store, you know what I'm saying? Because uh -huh. she managed multiple stores so she would always be driving store to store to store and her car would be filled up with inventory like mm -hmm. because she's got a stock shelves and shit but mainly that was more mainly at fred's mm -hmm. she she quit walmart because she was working so many hours i mean it was babysitter after babysitter yeah just working so many hours she eventually quit uh started working for fred's which i'm glad that she did you know she's a lot less stressed but yeah that's that's her job you know driving yeah. stores to work. she still does that now She's a manager now. Okay. Just, just one store. Oh, okay. So just manages one store. She's very happy. And uh, she managed the one in Cabot? Uh, Sherwood. Sherwood. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Bryce is having a terrible time keeping Dude, his those headphones. Dude, those fucking earbuds are not fucking ears, His cauliflower ears cauliflower rejecting ears, those headphones man. real bad. I have the best ears in the room. So you guys you, are all fucked up. <laughs> do you, it's just my left ear. Do you have a, uh, do you have like, you know, like once you're older and stuff, you can look back and like kind of connect the dots of where you're at. It's a little bit easier to connect those dots, right? Do you have like, uh, do you have just instances that like you, uh, you kind of see that, that brought you to fighting and to, uh, into what you love to do now like you know um for me it was like power rangers i was like oh my god dude like i want to be a power ranger when i grow up you know <laughs> for and me like, it was jean-claude van damme in Bloodsport. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that we got to do an episode about what the real story is that's about the real story Bloodsport. oh about frank dukes about uh, frank dukes yeah i was gonna say that was my real yeah. story but I'd say neighborhood training like yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> getting <laughs> fights in your neighborhood like and stuff boxing matches fights yeah just even wrestling matches like we didn't know or really grappling matches you know we mm -hmm. would we uh, we used to grapple on the trampolines. That of course. Was oh, yeah, dude. Do, you know? yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> we did that for hours, <laughs> That's bro. That's all I knew was a rear naked choke and an arm bar. That's but, the only two things. No, mm -hmm. I didn't know an arm bar. I'm sorry. That was the first legit submission that I learned when I went to a gym. Yeah. But I just knew a, a guillotine and a rear naked choke mm -hmm. for the longest time. Just from I, watching TV? Just from watching TV. <laughs> and you, all, you, know, you automatically know just it's in your head. Grab a motherfucker's head. You know, grab their neck and squeeze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the most like primal thing right you know? so yeah yeah go for thing. the head <laughs> if you're not watching youtube and in the ufc if you're just a little kid playing in the backyard that's the first thing you think of you mm. grab this motherfucker's throat squeeze <laughs> yeah <laughs> how, how old are you now uh 25 just 25, 25. okay yeah. Dang, i thought you were like younger than yeah. that i don't feel so bad now <laughs> um, i'm old and i got miles on me no, yeah i guess i'm not too old but i got a, a shit ton of miles on but me. man to be 25 into where you're at that's, yeah. that's, that's a, that's a, you're at a good it, point, man. you know? I appreciate it. How much man. is it? I, I still have more goals I want to reach and I'm happy with everything so, that's, that's, and I, I'm truly blessed, man. It's not, it's not just me. It's somebody, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. It's yeah. It and it's so. the, the people around you. It's I see exactly a strong community of people around it's you and exactly what it you've is. also, I've always really respected that you were one of the first in the area that have, that gathered a group of people. You intentionally went from gym to gym mm -hmm. training with with a lot of different people and a lot of different styles because you knew that's what was necessary. Yeah, I've we don't have been super gyms to, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We don't have the super gyms. I've mm -hmm. always been encouraged to cross train and when you just everybody has the, if somebody devotes their fucking life to martial arts whatever it be, you know, uh and they have a specialty a niche and you can take they're they're gonna be able to fucking show you something oh yeah you know yeah, and you yeah. go with you remember max bishop and you, yes that dude was a fucking yeah that dude I think, was the worst person to teach with though because he would he would put you in a hill hook yeah, a hill hook and then start teaching yeah. from there I'm, yeah, I'm, scared. Yeah. I'm scared to be in the demo <laughs> part dude. myself the two the two most underrated uh coaches i think in in arkansas is uh willie mclaughlin who you came from in uh max bishop who i personally have never trained with i've only heard like the highest things about yeah absolutely um, he was an interesting guy though man super you want to talk about you know i made the joke earlier about There's being some good uh, stories man. dude <laughs> he was a military guy you know yeah. so I, you know him and i talked a lot about that and stuff but like he was like the real deal like 1980s dalton from roadhouse dude like <laughs> he was really like the kind of guy that was like 
He tried to fight me one time, like real life fight Damn. me one time. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, are you fucking sane? What for? Well, it's a funny story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I used to I used to teach at a gym in Jacksonville. I was a purple belt at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, Max had come in there and was teaching some classes also. I might have heard this story wow. in a rumor. Oh, I'm it so wasn't excited a rumor. to hear the Dude, firsthand account of it. <laughs> it got wild on Facebook to the point where I had to like, anyway, I'll tell the story. So he... I don't know why he got upset with me. I, I said some stuff about someone else. And I guess it got back to him that I was talking bad about him. Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking shit about him. And I'm just thinking, like, why the fuck would I talk hey. shit about you? Mm-hmm. And um, he started posting stuff on Facebook about how he was going to, like, beat the shit out of me. And how he, he started messaging talking about how he's going to take me to his barn, his, his mule barn. And like, <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Everything I'm saying was a direct quote. He's not going to he's not gonna like this podcast riding, very much. He did. He got horseback riding. That was a crazy And shit. I'm just I've like. a long time. I'm surprised I survived. Here's why I would never fight Max. And I told him, I was like, Max, I, <coughs> one, I didn't say any of the stuff that, that you think I said. And two, I'm not fucking retarded. Like, I'm not going to fight you because Max is the kind of guy that like, if me and Johnny got into a fight, it'd be a fight. But if me and like Max is going to stab you in the neck with a stick, like you're going to get <laughs> tetanus and you're going to. Yes. From the waist down. Something he's going to break your knee. He, he would break your leg off. Up. Yeah. He knows he no, knows American rough and tumble. Actually, Max Bishop should have been on, like that dude is American rough and tumble. hundred percent. Like he will. He would cut your leg off and then stab you in the neck with your leg. Yeah. You know, and then pull your heart out with his bare hand. <laughs> I'm not fucking fighting that guy. The guy's been doing. That oh my god! I think he's ripped eyeballs out before. Like it's done some crazy shit. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Just so horseback. And I was man. like, I went over there with him, and, dude. Uh, so it looks like I'll never be training with Max. <laughs> he is. A, he's a good dude, man. But dude, he is scary he's, as fuck. He's got as far as the uh, the options go on the leg locks. I mean, he's you know the highest uh, mm-hmm. uh, up there, the highest caliber. Roly yeah. got a lot of his stuff from Max. Shit, Eddie Bravo gets shit from him. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah. He's got he's got options upon options. Mm-hmm. So many options, I can't even remember mm-hmm. them all. And you know, shit. I mean, he was. I couldn't. Re- I really can't remember. Like I, I've been to one of his seminars, and man, I just it's so so much advanced shit. I can't remember. I mean, I just I got a lot of basics from him. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. and that's where my leg lock game is: is basic fundamentals. Use it when I'm in bad positions to try to get up. Yeah, to get up, get you know, the fuck up. Because I you, hate seeing the uh, just the foot locks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I man. hate seeing it's. It's. I think it's retarded. set. I think the the leg lock game set a lot of people's jujitsu back. When it gained a lot of popularity, like mm-hmm. when you looked at sports jujitsu, right? So guys were doing the yep. submission only stuff, yep. and they were killing leg locks, and they were completely ignoring guard passing, guard retention, and all this other stuff. And I think it affected a lot of people. One thing I did want to ask you: um, when you were early on in your fighting career, you were you won almost everything by submission, and you took everybody's back and choked them out. I remember one of your last fights prior to the UFC. I can't remember. What it? I watched it at Rolly's house. Was it against Jacob Hobby? I watched that the other day. I don't know, but I know the dude that was, was a, a good one. I think you were that like was a good fight, 20, 21 years old, and he was a grown ass man. And I remember thinking, like, damn, that's got to suck. Like this, this dude, the guy you were fighting, looked like he probably owned an auto hobby shop and had like a couple of kids, <laughs> you know. And like, and you, I remember you just took his back. You know, you're a young kid, but what, what do you think it was that allowed you to be able to get to the back so easily and finish almost every fight from that position? 
And my I mean, you never take my back in training ever. <laughs> it's never happened, not once. <laughs> Bullshit. In my amateur career, uh, I did get a lot of back takes. Yeah, dude. I mean, a shit ton. Um, that was my main finish was and uh, all my amateur fights went to finish even the one mm -hmm. I lost it was a he finished someone finished somebody so, so when I went in there that, <laughs> something was getting fucking finished I feel you and uh but yeah the uh really when I was an amateur man to be honest I um always thought I need to go in here and grapple heavy because I I had it planned pretty early on in my amateur fight career you know maybe by my first or second second third fight somewhere early on i was like okay, i, I want to try to make a career out of this and, mm -hmm. and, and try to try to make money to provide for the people that i love you know like it's a serious issue i want to do this as long as i can and be healthy and try not to be as retarded when i'm retired you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and uh and so i started thinking man this amateur career would be real imp like if i could if i could take everybody down absorb hardly any damage I could uh I could extend my career. I got you. Yeah. And uh I'll tell you one So the opposite of what Thomas Gifford did last night. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, I, and it was ugly, man. It was ugly. For the and, record, uh, that guy's tough as nails. Yeah. I mean, Super good guy. Shit. I mean, he's fucked a lot of people up too. You know, I've seen him I've seen him uh, you know, do that more times to people yeah. than it happens to him. But that's what happens when you get in the UFC. And here's like, like I was going back to this, uh, I've seen Thomas, uh, take a lot of those fights and win that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Win mm -hmm. that way. Like, don't, 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 don't. But he's got a gas catch tank a triangle and he or something. never fucking quits. He's got a <clears throat> gas tank and he never fucking quits. Mm -hmm. And if you got a gas tank and you never fucking quit, you have a fucking chance. Yeah, absolutely. And, That's and, probably my biggest you know? problem is I have a gas tank, but I quit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and I'm not saying that the fight shouldn't have been stopped. That's not what yeah. I'm saying. But, um, that's not his job. No, you're absolutely it's right. Not it's job. not the fighter's yeah, job. It's not you're his right. job. Right, it's right. not his job. I trust my cornerman with my life. Yep. If I die out there, I die out there pursuing something I've already established. I've already, when I die, I've already got little businesses going. Uh, it's in my mom's name. So if I die, mm -hmm. I'm good. I've, keeps I've, on. It's going to keep on keeping on. That's brother. right, baby. Yeah. So, uh, Life's a garden, dig it. Hell yeah. I love some <laughs> Joe Dirt, man. Uh, um, you guys man, live in a similar house. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, I actually moved into my girlfriend's trailer. Get now. out of town. Uh, <laughs> Get out of town. Did you build a roof Man, over hers, too? It's like a double wide. It's nice. So well, it's, it came with a metal roof. Did it really? Oh, That's there we go. So what'd you do with your camper? Is it still out on your land? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm wanting to run cattle out there. And, and oh, okay. I mean, I stay out there. If something. You guys are fighting if, and whatnot. <laughs> what? Shit. She, she, she ain't kicked me out yet. But That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, You've been hunting all this year? Dude, I missed one, like three nights ago and Did i'm you? wanting to redeem myself yeah. i was calling this doe in i got this nice grunt call calling it in calling it in it stops and then she turns around and i'm thinking oh shit i bet i gotta because she's she walked like two steps into the field but i've got brush over here to my mm -hmm. left i can't move my gun because it's gonna rustle some leaves right. and shit so i'm like i'm waiting for her to walk right into my fucking shit and she stops and she turns around and it's like Oh crap! Now I gotta move and fire. She's gonna hear it, mm -hmm. and I'm like, should I call her? Should I try to call it? Or take the shot. And I was like, oh, I just took the shot. It was a bad shot. I missed. I should have called her. You, the you, call you should, was working. The call. She yeah, was, you should have just said. If you had said, "Hey, bitch, come here." <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I shot all my deer. <laughs> that and I just pee all over the whoop, trees. Whoop. Can I get some more water, yep. please? I'll just fill it up in the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate That's what it. she's here for. I appreciate it. God. I, <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get so mad at me. She's going to rear naked choke. I know, dude. Yeah, I got to cool it. Completely exposed. Because this is like, I know, I'm in a I'm danger zone over here. Because this, this is like the f most her and I have had conversation. Right. And I'm completely ruining it by talking shit the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> She understands. She she's not, talking, is this she's her first to. podcast right here? Yeah, this is the first time she sat in. We oh, just uh, well, that's convenient. I needed somebody to run the camera because it only goes twenty minutes at a time, uh -huh. and so uh, we just needed her to press that button, and now it's turned into everything. She's gotten us coffee, um, <laughs> water, everything. So it's my personal assistant. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my lovely girlfriend. Is it? Are you guys hot? Is everybody good? Oh, I'm good. This isn't a professional but, studio. But, uh, so. man, when you fight like that, like I said, I've seen Thomas fight a lot like that mm -hmm. over his uh, amateur career, pro mm -hmm. career. Yeah. And uh, you can only fight like that for so long. I yeah, mean, dude. It's, it's eventually. But he has won. He's won mm -hmm. made for way more fights than he's lost like that. But, yeah. Well, uh, man, I'll tell you. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, he just got to uh, – when I was an amateur, that was one of my goals. Like when it, I would only engage in that type of battle if I had to. I would. Mm -hmm. My first option is to uh, is to try to minimize the damage and win the fight. But if doing so, um, I'm not winning the fight. The ultimate goal is win the fight. So if mm -hmm. I have to take a shit ton of damage to win the fight, then I'll do it. But that's mm -hmm. not the goal, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. because I want to and. And you know, and that's not a pussy thing to do if you're trying to no. fight for twenty years. Or and you're no, trying to be, yeah. yeah, it's smart. It's a smart thing to do. But, Absolutely. You know, some people might be like, "Oh, you're being a little bitch. You're being too." Well, those are also the people that aren't going to be able to talk in ten years. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's game plan has ever been like, "I'm going to go in there and make him break his hand on my face." Yeah, and then I'll show him. Right. <laughs> yeah. I've always had kind of this weird like, I've always wanted that war. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always wanted to test myself and push myself through that um, just to see if I could. Um, but damn it. I don't. I also don't want brain damage. Yeah. And yeah, so, exactly. yeah. You, you want that Arturo Gotti Mickey Ward fight at least once. I don't want three of them. <laughs> the good thing about brain damage though is i don't know if you know that it's happening so at least you don't you can be, you can yeah. be in your own happy right world. i wonder it all the time. world and nobody else gonna bother you in it you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> as long as as long as you're chilling <laughs> well, it, you know, joint damage it's like you're gonna notice yeah that. you notice you're it gonna, every day my elbows are fucked yeah like yeah. they suck it, you know back Dude. knees yeah. shoulders everything man <laughs> man i told i told matt hamilton like two months ago i was like man i'm so glad i don't have back problems and then like 30 days later, I started having a back issue in my lower back. And I think it's muscular, though. I don't think I have anything I overdid serious. it the other day. What is yeah. your – What is your – For a couple of days. Mm -hmm. just, I overdid it one day. I flipped tires, hit sledgehammers, squatted, and did them little reverse back curl yep. things. Did those. And I started holding plates. That was the first time I started holding plates. So I'm doing these reverse curls. Next day, I go do jujitsu, and my back was just flared up, mm. you know, it, it happens. It takes, yeah. and I'm only 25. Like, I know. It's going to be bad when I'm. What's your, what's your worst <laughs> training related? Uh, training related, because I'm not going to bring up that you 
put a drill through your nut. Anybody <laughs> yeah. with anybody that's your with, most that's your worst non-training related injury. Anybody so. with YouTube can go into that. I want to yeah. know what's your most uh, tra- well, your worst training related injury. I would definitely say the accumulation of the brain damage. Just the brain you know, damage. That, that so would, that's something that just really weighs weighs heavily on on your mind. You, you, I, I mean, it's just you something just, that you think about a lot. I mean, it it don't like I said it is what it is. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, right. I've accepted the terms of right, correct. the agreement. I know what it is, and mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. And uh, I don't think I have too much. You know, everybody is going to get some type of brain damage, and, uh, you know, we're all going to die. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? That's true. And uh, But, shit, if I get knocked out, like, three fights in a row, and it's brutal, and I'm, you know, I can't sit in a room with lights on, that's when you got to quit, and then you got to go work hard at something else. But, mm-hmm. uh I want to do it as long as I feel comfortable. I still feel comfortable. I don't feel that I've taken too much, but I, there's no way. I got dropped on my head the other night, man. It's like I was trying to do a takedown. Oh, yeah. And, uh, dude reversed it. I landed on my head and got up and got on top. <laughs> and you're just like, that's one. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that counts. That counts. Write that up on the board. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so what are you, after fighting, you know, you've talked a little bit about saying, yeah, man, I got these things going on. Um. So let's say you're you say you fight for another five years. And I know that's that's conservative because you'd be 31, 30, 30, 31 years old. You could still easily go to your forties if you wanted. You you probably still have another fifteen years if you wanted to. All right, let's say you only you only had five years left. What are you looking to do at the end of that five years? You know, outside of fighting. Are you looking to are you wanting to open a gym? Are you wanting to coach? Are you wanting to do nothing to do involve are you wanting to keep this whole fighting thing as a um as a hobby, once you get done with fighting, and just I don't even know what an economics else. degree does. <laughs> it, tells- Man, it is my passion. Uh, I just have a passion for it, and I have a disdain for government intervention, and I have a passion for uh, economics. and And that was probably because of Ron Paul. Uh-huh. He's who got me on it. And I'm not saying he's the best or this or that, but he's pretty damn good. And I mm-hmm. like, I love Ron Paul. That's who got me. Because uh, I didn't know what economics was. I didn't know why it was important, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was some boring shit some dude in a suit and tie does. You know? And it still is for the most part. But <laughs> but, but if, if people just had a firm understanding of, of economics and its principles and just, just socialism versus capitalism, free market versus government intervention – I think a lot of shit would be different. You know, we wouldn't be paying so much money in taxes. I mean, I pay half my salary. It goes to taxes. You yeah. Know? And most of the shit that the taxes do is just line politicians' pockets with money. It's capitalism. Or it's it's not capitalism. It's a. Uh, it's not true capitalism. No, that's cronyism. If yeah. you got when you got corporations funding campaigns and when they turn around and make a law for that corporation that's no longer capitalism that's i agree that's that's they would call it something like cronyism you know Mm -hmm. that's the most common term for it for me it's fucking socialism saying this is it's all the same it's got the same result Mm -hmm. the result is a crippled fucking economy with a few fucking rich people and a bunch of fucking slaves that's Mm -hmm. communism socialism cronyism all the all the bullshit where the government takes shit and runs it and takes money out of your pocket that leads to to slavery and an elite class you know yeah and so and capitalism it ain't perfect but it's the best thing in preventing it the it's based off off the the fundamentals of capitalism is a property ownership mm-hmm. your fucking property because it's yours yeah 
we we don't have property in this fucking country anymore. What do you think about we don't, uh, property tax in Arkansas? We, that's what I'm saying, brother. We don't have property. We didn't have it in Louisiana. We didn't have if it. You, if something, the true definition of property is it's yours mm-hmm. yeah. because it's yours. If you have a property tax, you're paying rent. You're paying fucking rent. Yeah. It's not yours. And if you miss a year of your rent, go miss a year of your fucking property taxes. You'll, you'll see whose property it is. It's the fucking government's. We don't own property. We The basis of... Everybody wants to say America is, is capitalist. Oh, we're capitalists. The basis of capitalism is your own fucking property. And we don't even have property. Because you tax your property. Okay? Tax is the same thing. It's a fucking paying rent. If you miss mm-hmm. your rent... You don't have it. It's not we don't have property. Okay, we have maybe we have property to a higher degree than other countries because they have higher property taxes. But don't tell me we have property because if you miss the payment on your property, it's not yours no more. Right. So it's kind of it's the opposite of property. Yeah, I don't believe in uh, property taxes. (laughs) Yeah, no, man. I I, like I said, I was hard. Yeah, I grew up in Louisiana, so we didn't have this. You know, and and well, our country didn't for a long time. Yeah, of course. Didn't have an income tax for a long time. Right. Which didn't have a property tax for a long time. In fact, you could argue some of the most successful periods of this country development was was a more capitalistic government. Minus the tax situations. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have this income tax, I believe, till the nineteen hundreds, maybe. Yeah. Early nineteen hundreds or late eighteen hundreds. We didn't have income tax. Probably early 1900s. Well, you know, income tax is supposed to be taxes you pay on money that comes from um, profit earned from business. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be, you're not supposed to tax the income that you earn from your job. You know what I mean? So the intent, the initial intent for income tax was you open a business, you make a shit ton of money off that business, and then you give a little bit to the government, which is still pretty shitty. Um, It was never supposed to be a situation where you go to work every day. And you work for that money, and then oh, by the way, you're going to give us a percentage of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and supposedly it's illegal to charge a property tax, but I've heard that the IRS doesn't like it when you try not to do that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did I you watch? To, it? I tried Did to punch the IRS in the face. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Luis Pena's fight as well? I did, man. I thought uh, I thought he was a better fighter. Yeah, I think he's a better fighter, no doubt. If if those dudes fought till one of them died, Luis would probably kill him. But uh, you know, you're not. You're fighting for three yeah. rounds, and mm-hmm. you're fighting. You're fighting to win points. At the He's got to play time. the game. He, and that guy just played the game a little bit better, in my opinion, because and and uh, and because of the third round. That's why, dude. Because Luis came out looking great. It wasn't until the third round when he didn't apply pressure. Uh, and he, and he, he moved him backwards, but man, I would have told him to let his power hand go more because mm-hmm. he can hit hard with that left. He's left-handed, isn't he? Yeah, uh, well, I don't know if he's left-handed, but he's, he's got a good straight left, a good, okay. a good long straight left. I mean, he can reach it yeah, from farther than most long. people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, and I would have been just yelling in that corner, left, 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 because he was, I just would have liked to see him more. And that's also the hand that hits harder. Right. And, uh, he applied the pressure good in the in the third round by walking him down but he just should have thrown more mm-hmm. just you know, volume. Because, because that dude was fucked i mean he really was he came out in that that second round he was it was ugly for him at the end he's not fully recovered when the when the third round starts and so i would have told luis this is where you put him away and i think that just in his head he was thinking i'm winning rounds one and two so yeah yeah, yeah the, and so that's that a confidence. dangerous yeah that's a dangerous and, place to be and man 
and I would have just told him, man, you got to finish this shit. Go out there and finish. He's already fucked up. You mm -hmm. just, I mean, he's this dude's. You're gonna put him out, and he was at the beginning of the round. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of that third round, that dude was in bad shape, but he circled, he circled, he circled, he dodged what well, you know little punches was coming in. He dodged them, recovered, mm -hmm. and then saved up enough energy for a big ass double leg. You know, and that's gonna win you the round. Whether or not the double leg actually does any damage it's to octagon Luis, control, right? It's control. Yeah. And uh, damage, damage. Luis, Luis did way more damage than than that dude. He fucked that dude up. Mm -hmm. But the other dude controlled him. He got like four or five big takedowns. The refs, the judges, look at that, and you can't blame him. Damage know, is such a subjective thing, too. You can, I mean, like if I see it from one angle and you say see it from another, I mean, it's the Muhammad Ali or not Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad Ali, Sunny Liston thing mm -hmm. we only have one angle of that and it looks like you missed in that punch or it doesn't look like a hard punch mm -hmm. but i'll bet you if you were there ringside you were like oh damn <laughs> you know that was fast mm -hmm. all right so like it's kind of perspective and it's hard to it's hard to rate damage how much damage mm -hmm. did the person only take? The, what the if they don't show of it truly knows <laughs> yeah and yeah right and what if what if the person you know what if he's just good at playing it off what like if he's Ron gracie that's what i was yeah. getting ready to say man that dude poker face right there. when that dude was getting smacked in the stomach it made me want to throw up and shit mm -hmm. my pants at the same time mm -hmm. it's and, all those uh, breathing exercises that's for sure bro yeah for sure that breathing i mean his dude so those those sh would have put anybody else away in my mm -hmm. opinion with those body shots like that mm -hmm. that's, uh, yeah yeah, yeah that's he, and here's what makes him even worse is he was supplying constant pressure mm-hmm which means you're walking into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're constantly walking into hard body shots. Some of the most painful shots, not even giving a shit, you know. So um, did you <laughs> Just grabbing did you, him, trying to clinch Did you him watch up. the fight? Did you get to watch the actual fight? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that one, and I, I missed the main event. That's the only one. Okay, I yeah, I didn't watch the main event either because it's female MMA I fighters. So. <laughs> I, I didn't wanted, watch any of I it. I wanted to, man. I had to, get, I had to wrestle this morning. I was like, man, I'm going to get some good stuff uh -huh. and just, yep. just want to get, get some sleep. Yeah, the, the girl fighters, the girl fights are always, they're always way better. Good. Dude, they're nuts. They so, just yeah, go. All, now, what I don't like, this is what I don't like, because you see this in uh, uh, MMA all the time, um, is this is what I don't like about it. It's just part of the game, I understand. Mm -hmm. they're, all, they're all about the money. They're all about the marketing, and that's all what it is. It's all the, the money. Okay, but part of the reason I do this, too, is just to, you know, who's truly the best that – you know, that's the main focus. We yeah. want to see who the best is. Right. And they'll take a girl fight because they're two girls and they'll bump them up to the main card and they'll bump down some veterans, some yeah. fucking veterans. They'll bump down two dudes who are just known veterans, killers, show up, work hard as fuck every day. And they'll bump it down for these girl fights because we're now promoting. It should just be. That's the only thing that I've seen that I've seen. And and also, I'll say this. It probably happens the other way around too i don't know sure you know maybe but i'm a guy so i notice shit like this yeah, and right, i'm like right. these fucking women i think are once getting our shit man. once they're you get to once and you they're get, better looking than us they're more marketable <laughs> and now they're just bumping us down to yeah. put these fucking women up here well you know in today's society bryce you can say that you're a woman and we'll <laughs> we'll put you on a main card <laughs> some them uh they have those they have trannies now yeah beating up chicks that's so that's I don't know how that's stuff. not. I don't know why that's not considered it's, to be a performance enhancing situation. Oh, it should be illegal. Because if be you tested 
Gabby Garcia's testosterone, it's going to be the same as a dude's. Yeah. So, and she's yeah. cheating when she does it. Why? That doesn't make any sense. She gonna, fought a grandma, man. She, yeah. She's well, Gabby Garcia several grandmas. Also has a, that was, has a, that was, they've been setting those up. Yeah. That girl bounced off the ropes, though. That's, that you know horrible. what I mean? Yeah. That you fight was, that it's one? rough to watch. I don't want to see it. it you is. know, like it's, it is, well, I think that that, that old Asian lady thought she was in the middle of a pro wrestling match. I, I don't think, think mm-hmm. she realized, like, no. Oh, this, this gigantic woman's going to punch me in the mouth. And that's in Japan. They probably, yeah, they do some weird shit, man. Hey, man, the Yakuza runs a lot of that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's what they're called. The Yakuza? Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. There's uh, the mafia for Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The triads are in China. Yeah, triads right? are in China. Is that China? I think, I think I so. Yeah. I don't. I want to. I wouldn't want to piss either one of them off. But man, no, I mean, that so shit goes either. on all the time. Getting yeah. getting paid a duffel bag of money and hey, don't say nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know? And right. you know, you're gonna lose in the second. <laughs> in, Gabby Gar- <laughs> yeah. in Gabby Garcia's defense, if you search hard enough on the internet, you can see pictures of her dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> how much is Bryce? How much is uh, uh, have things changed? I mean, like, just what are the, some of the shocking things uh, that have changed for you, or things that kind of a culture shock? As far as since you've been in the UFC, I've always wondered what like, you know, doing doing these lower level shows to mid-level regional shows and then jumping in the UFC. What are those big differences when you're backstage and how they treat you? Stuff like that. Like, I mean, is there anything uh, that was just kind of threw you off and was stunning? Uh, there's a lot of local shows there. Well, there's some local shows that are really nicely run. Yeah. And uh, I have nothing bad to say. I mean, right, nothing right. good to say about them. They got water bottles. They got little snacks. They got granola bars. They got fruit gummies, bananas, oranges, you know. Mm-hmm. It's VIP back there. Oh, you yeah. Know? But, yeah. yeah, you know, I've definitely fought in some bars where my head's going to hit the ceiling <laughs> if I jump up, you know, and there's yeah. cigarette smoke. And uh, I fought in parking lots with the damn sun coming down in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Did you fight in the parking lot when uh, – when Mr. Dring would throw those, uh, you remember those no, charity? I heard, I heard the legend. Like you the could, legends br- about it. <laughs> you could bring like uh, can donations to get in. Yeah, and yeah. they would and do it in a parking lot. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, uh, entry to to watch. Oh, um, but it was like in a parking lot. It was a big fundraiser, and mm. uh, I've always thought outdoor fights are just you can't do them. The worst. It's not a good idea. Hey, Sun Tzu, uh, in the Art of War. That yeah. book he I wrote, love that book. Said, yeah, you, you fight you fight the enemy with the sun to your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, yeah, because it's that in his holds, eyes, not that, yours. That, 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 exactly. that holds true to the day. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you fighting outside. That's you've had some experience with some outdoor shows. <laughs> I mean, you can't see when the sun's coming up in your eyes. You really can't. You're gonna have to. You're gonna want to circle. I mean, if you're grappling, it don't matter. But if, yeah. if, if you're striking with the dude, you're gonna want to circle. It's an added element. That, definitely yeah and if there's any moisture okay your kicks just went to shit mm-hmm. if you're trying to not get taken down mm-hmm. i'll be kicking if there's moisture because i've seen shows where it's the campus is you're wet. sliding all over the place oh the ufc um it's canvases they're the best oh absolutely. i was i they're always wanted best. to know like is it like a um a felt type canvas or is it like um is it like slick like slick so is it- most of these amateur uh amateur shows um they're they're pretty slick, especially the logos. So like where, what we have at Westside, like yeah. that padding in the cage there, like that's what most low level stuff is. Yeah, and the uh, and the uh, yeah yeah most of it. Is and then like what's the, the UFC's material? The, is it more of a uh, carpeted type? It's the grippy. You <laughs> ever run carpet. on a y'all run on a track like a high school? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, track. yeah. You know, the, not the turf, but the 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 I track guess, itself. The track itself. Yeah. yeah feels like that on the bottom of your feet but feels more squishy than one of those mats really? I, those are some some 
good good hard mats you know mm-hmm. but they're soft i know what those mats feel like because yeah. mm-hmm. i just know i've yeah. traveled on those mats you might have actually they're... trained on those exact mats <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty good chance but they're i can just tell by side. looking at them no. i can just tell by looking at them those are a harder mat than what the ufc so it's a, it's a little bit soft they're re- really grippy and a little bit soft and uh there was a karate guy on the ultimate fighter i mean just fucking awesome dude man his name's ricky i thought it was chuck norris sorry <laughs> <laughs> and uh I remember because it was both our uh, first UFC fights or exhibition fights, whatever. And uh, and he's like, man, this is a kicker's canvas. That's what he called it. He okay, called it a kicker's yeah, canvas. Yeah. When he felt that grip on his foot, he said, man, this is a kicker's canvas. Like he had, like I'm sure in Taekwondo, he'd probably been on some shitty yeah, mats. Yeah, you know, and just yeah. fell down. And, That's because he's doing a shitty martial art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's got its elements. You know, it's it, it does. Um, I use a lot of karate taekwondo um but it's mixed martial arts you know? yeah, yeah exactly only, we had a good conversation thing. last and, episode about that and here's something about you know you got to take into account when you're talking about karate you're talking about taekwondo or whatever i get the two of them jumbled up me too uh but you got to remember we're in america Mm-hmm. You what you see is a watered down motherfucking sure. daycare. You see a motherfucking daycare. There's people that practice taekwondo in the world and even in this country, but especially throughout the world. I mean, they're fucking legit, brother. Mm-hmm. They put motherfuckers out. out Joe Rogan you know? was a legit yeah. taekwondo guy. Yeah, He's, yeah. there's videos on the on YouTube of him knocking motherfuckers you out know, with but, back kicks. But most of this shit around here just yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Uh, most of it's just watered down around yeah. here. You know, it's a daycare. The kid. The parents, that's an interesting way of putting it, man. They, they'll charge you for belts. <laughs> that's the, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, know, we had talked about that. Do I need to move it back? No, you're perfect, man. Okay, it's you're good. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I never thought about it like that with the daycare thing, man. Yeah. You know, it's like you're taking a. That's a combat sport, right? Mm-hmm. It's a combat sport where you should be teaching someone to defend themselves. And yeah. you're right, man. Those lower. Those lower classes, the kids' classes like that, though, you're, it's a glorified daycare. Well, why do you, you think know? they got 12 belts and they charge for every one of them? Yeah, man. You know? Yeah. Your belts we've ought to be we've free. talked a lot about that on, on <laughs> Yeah, here. we have an affinity for uh, bullshit martial artists. Yes. Not mm-hmm. bullshit martial arts per se. I'm not saying Taekwondo right. is a bullshit martial art, like you said. Right, absolutely. You know, um, a lot of it is. Our coaches. A lot of this watered down, mm-hmm. what you see around here. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, even, even the stuff that we've talked about this as well. Uh, this stuff. A lot of the katas and the forms have a use, just not necessarily with your hands. Right. You know, a lot you of might be, oriented. you might have a sword in here. They yeah. might have been developed exactly. for a sword. Um, exactly. Stuff that we don't use. That, that's stuff that yeah. we don't use. A karate chop looks a lot like a sword strike whenever you, you know, it, put a sword in your That's hand. exactly what it is when mm-hmm. you start training sword. I mean, I'm not, I'm... I've trained some sword fighting. You know? I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I'm the best, know, but I've been around. Record. You know, I'm not like Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Have you dude. seen the Gladiator but, fighting? Like the real uh, uh, yeah. Gladiator? Yeah, dude, that savage. stuff is fucking brutal. That, that metal uh, suit, that's one of the most brutal ones with the metal suit. Yeah. I've seen this dude get knocked out in a suit, but the ref would, was way too inexperienced. He didn't know He didn't know when you get knocked out, get you go stiff. Well, this motherfucker right. stiff in a metal suit. How I mean, do you know he's stiff? Yeah, he's, well, he ain't moving. Right. He, he, just stopped, he just stopped to fit himself, but his arms and his legs looked as if it was a conscious person yeah. because they're in this like weird-ass crippled position, right. but he ain't moving. Uh, so the ref probably thought it was actually like a, a a move. He was like, oh, he's just doing the statue. Was, yeah. the, was yeah. the 
ref Herb Dean? Was it Herb, Herb Lights Out Dean? He's got this shield just ramming. Jesus the Christ! Yeah, yeah he's taking a shield. That would be the. I would use. How that, is it legal? Know? How is how, that legal? How can they do that it anywhere? It's got to be done. In, <laughs> it's got to be done in a different country. It like, has, it to, has be, to be yeah, done in Russia for sure. Definitely in Russia. I've seen. Yeah, that sure. sounds like a Russian thing. I've seen them in Russia. Oh yeah, they do the M1 Globals. That's who puts it on. Is M1 Global? Speaking of which, you went and spent. Was it Russia that you went? Uh, Serbia. Serbia. Yeah, yeah you went to Serbia to the judo uh, and did some judo out there, didn't you? Absolutely, man. I mean, I loved it. And, of course, I love the training. But, yeah. I mean, man, the I just, the people. Super good people? Super. I mean, can't say enough good about these people. Took me and treated me like family. It's awesome. And they got their thick serbian accents you know yeah. and they're just like my brother you will eat good while you are oh, here that's you know? awesome. yeah. <laughs> it's like man, it's just so I they mean, took good care of you then super good care of me yeah. man like i can't i hope one of them comes back i'm gonna go hog hunting with with my host down there mm -hmm. his name his name's philip i met him at school mm -hmm. and you met him at uh at henderson uh harding harding oh um, fuck we'll edit that out both of them are <laughs> yeah is, is that a private christian school yeah team. i think so, so. yeah that's, yeah. Why, that's why i got up mixed a lot up. <laughs> um so you guys went you were going to harding together it's you were in college yes, together and that's how you met uh -huh. well what's crazy is we both had uh we both got business degrees he's got his he's already graduated got a mm -hmm. good job out in houston but uh so after christmas break we're gonna go hog hunting i nice. promised him i'm gonna take you hog hunting and uh does he know he gets to use a gun because he's from serbia so he probably want, thinks you're gonna do it with your hands <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to wrestle it it's all right it's the rules <laughs> how'd you get so you got hooked up through that through school rude rude <laughs> you guys didn't hear that <laughs> we'll edit around that now um so you got you got hooked up through somebody at school and uh so he just he linked you up with somebody else or you were training out there right so we went to school together for probably three or four years, walking by each other every day. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't talk to no. Right. No, if, yeah. I, if I run into him, I talk to him, you know, and I'm always super nice to everybody. But, you know, I just don't talk to everybody. So we're right. walking by each other all the time. I think we actually met in Barada. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, uh, yeah. So we, uh, we meet there and then he tells me, you know, I go to school in the in the same building he said i see you around school all the time and uh i've been hitting head to me time mm -hmm. but you know i've probably seen him a bunch of times too and then sure enough next day at school seen him ever since then we've been talking mm -hmm. he invites me over uh he even fairly close to like knowing him i've probably known him for a couple weeks you know and was just training him and uh just telling him and training different moves like uh really jujitsu moves and stuff because their culture over there is more uh judo based and that's, yeah, yeah. that's a lot different than the jujitsu so he was in heavy need of jujitsu defenses in mm -hmm. heavy need of them so yeah. that's you know i was really focusing with him and he says you know you, why don't you come over here to my house and in, in serbia and you know we i know some people olympic gold medalist wow you know yeah uh the best in the world man it's just yeah. like uh you know there's once you reach like that freaking level man or something there's only there's only a handful of people uh i don't think that there is one like best in the world but mm -hmm. he's top tier you know what i'm saying like he's amongst that group that is the best in the world his yeah. name is uh, alexander can't pronounce it uh, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah oh that's his last name can't pronounce it that's a beautiful name <laughs> it's actually it's, it's, it's serbian. serbian yeah they call him the golden boy the so golden boy. look up the golden boy alexander uh, the golden on, boy can't on, pronounce on it on youtube uh he's got 
I mean, man, he just he's incredible uh, coach as well. I mean, I would consider him as a host as well. And mm-hmm. He wasn't a person I was staying with, but the way he treated me, just like freaking royalty, man, was like showing me all these moves, just catering to me, man. Uh, and one of the coolest things he did, this is Olympic champ, man. You got to have respect for these dudes. Like I said, they're amongst the highest – Nice here, yeah. you know, and he's up in a spa. He takes, you know, I've never been to a spa in my damn life. Mm-hmm. Says, Not even in hot springs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get those natural spas out there, brother. <laughs> That's why they call it hot springs. Uh-huh. They got the the hot water that boils. Yeah, but they um, get mad if you pee in those. <laughs> <laughs> I found out. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to tell them. That's the. No, That's they the figured trick. it out real quick. Oh, really? No, I didn't pee in it. Does, it, does the water turn like green or whatever whenever you pee in it? I'm always like scared about that at the I pool. Know. And then you realize it's impossible because every pool in the world would be, just be green all the time. Right. I had never thought about yeah. it until um, your story in the last episode about how you peed, out, peed a little bit. Pants. And then, yeah, yeah that's and that's exactly what I do in pools to test that theory. I'll pee a little bit, make sure there's like no blue spot, Look around. Pop, a red spot that pops up around me. And then I'm like, okay, a little All bit right, more. Time to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> then you get too comfortable and take a shit. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's a brown spot. There's a brown spot They in do here. have stuff. Oh, look at this. This piss turned into a shit stain. <laughs> and that's how fast an episode can decline. So <laughs> talking about gold medalist, um, yeah, I want to match uh, a black belt, um, <laughs> which I haven't done yet. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> so Johnny's got me beat on the amount of black belt matches that we've won. Um, how many black belt matches have you had? Two. <laughs> two. So I've had two as well, and hey, I've also I, lost both of them. I BJJF or uh, mine, Pan Ams? No. I, yours yeah. were... Uh, AGF and then Sub Hunter Pro. Oh, then um, I've got more than you. So I, I have more experience than you. That's good. Yeah. Um, no, I lost my fight at Fight to Win, and then I lost my fight at IBJJF, both Gi and No Gi, uh, against the same guy uh, who fights in the UFC, actually. Uh, any other day, I'd remember his name, but he got kicked out of 1FC for doing steroids. Now he fights for the UFC. Oh, it seems, uh, seems like the natural yeah. progression. <laughs> and um, he was super fucking tough. Uh, Diego Fajeda is his name, I think. Fajeda, something like that. Uh, Roley knew who he was. I didn't. Mm-hmm. And Roley made sure to tell me after the fight. He was like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you who he was because I didn't want you to get all freaked out. And then I found out afterwards and I was like, man, I'm going to whoop his ass tomorrow. <laughs> but I didn't. Um, and then I lost my fight to Eric Ingram. So I'm going to. Oh, I know Eric. Yeah. He's great. Man. He's a super good dude. He, yeah, he's good too. He's okay he's at fucking... jiu-jitsu. He's not really good, but he's okay. <laughs> I'm done with sound effects. I'm not <laughs> doing sound effects got anymore. Good judo. He's, he's got a really good judo. judo. But you know what's awesome about the whole situation dealing with that? Speaking of judo gold medalists, um, mm. I threw him on his head. It's Hell on video. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but what Eric else? Eric Ingram. Or, uh, excuse me. Mitch is an Olympic gold medalist now. Well, here's the thing about judo. Uh, <laughs> the the judo I like it and actually I love it. I do too. It's um, it's amazing it's when pro- you get like a good throw. It hurts too much. And and I, it's probably one of the worst things that I'm at. But I've got a few things and I'm confident. And it's straight up mm. judo and I'm confident. Like I can do. You got a pretty good overhook hip throw too. Like yeah, you catch that overhook. That's the one that, that wizard. Like. Over- yeah, yeah, you dude. did. You did that to Jacob Hobby. He uh, had a yep. huge one in that. Fight. I like that one, but it's something that I. You can't really force it. She's it, when mm-hmm. it comes about, it comes about. Right. So it's not not. I'm not ever. I'm gonna looking for throw it. this guy because if somebody has a firm understanding of how to defend it, and you're trying to force it, they'll probably win. You know, and so it's something you kind of bait them into and yeah. wait. Wait to just a perfect time. It's that little weapon you just throw out out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Can, can you imagine 
competing in the Olympics, like we all, so you, you fight, you lose, you know what? You'd be like, fuck, I'm going to train harder. I'll get the next one. In a couple of months, I'll fight again. I'll win that one. You know, we do jujitsu. I lose a match. I go back and I try harder. And in a couple of months, I'll, I'll win. At the Olympics, you have to if wait you fucking years. lose in the finals, mm-hmm. you have to wait four years to try to do it again. Yeah, but it's not like that's the only thing that you're doing. It's the only thing that they want to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, that's it's the, the main, highest level. Yeah, I didn't mean goal. that they were going to take an entire busy. four years off yeah. from training. <laughs> yeah, I just come back into it. the main goal. Yeah, like, to redeem that loss. There's you have some to wait fighters four that years. <laughs> and here's another element of that shit, man, uh, which I really don't like, but it's the only way to do it because you got all these countries and shit organized it's just you have to do it like you have to do the tournament style mm-hmm. yeah you have to do it and life ain't fair the, yeah. the olympics will teach you life ain't fair because you're gonna be going in a tournament and you might go uh with somebody just shit is just you're gonna have three hard matches and the dude that you go against in the semifinals is gonna have three easy matches because mm-hmm. he got his three best pins right off the bat that yeah. year or he got waited, the buy in a division you felt great for four years training and then Three Boom. years, it's and, all done, and three hundred something fifty days comes around, and you start feeling sick. Yeah, you got sick. Well, you had to yeah. go sick. You had to fucking fight in a tournament against a dude who was fresh. I mean, but you just have to not give a fuck. Yep. It would teach you. It yep. don't matter. Like if you win one of those, I got respect for that because you're just grinding through some shit that, you know. Oh yeah, most, most none of them go in healthy. No, that's no. what I was gonna say. Most, especially in judo, uh, box, any gold medalist in that respect. You're you're going in injured. It's just the degree of which you're injured. Right. Can you imagine a judo Olympic room? You know, just like everybody going in there in is that Olympic. Training. Oh yeah, man. all the trainers. There. Did you get to go to one? A judo, like a like an Olympic uh, training the center fa- or whatever. Uh, the facility in Serbia, uh, the the Olympic judo facility, it's located in the, in the mountains. Oh okay. Uh, for the elevation. Oh yeah. The, mm-hmm. Train your lungs as well. So that's where they did that. I was just at you know sea level just training mm. uh at the gym olympics was a pretty far time away yeah so they they weren't up there they, they weren't, weren't up, up there yet but they're they're gonna be up there and they said you know you need to come up here at the, wow. when we hit the center come on up he said you're gonna live there and it's it's far less distracting because oh yeah did they get you in the gi did you do any judo in oh, the gi dude bryce is tough to catch in the gi dude. yeah i feel I've never special seen him one. i've rolled with them a handful of times in the gi the the well, we're talking jujitsu. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and still, you don't see Bryce in the, the gi much. The, the no. judo, though, bro, man, the gi changes. Oh yeah, everything, right. man. Um, the the judo gi. Now, here's the thing, though, is we took the gi off. They were like I said, these guys were so nice to me, man. They don't ever do no gi, you know, mm-hmm. compete no gi. That mm-hmm. is, they just strictly do judo Olympic, you know, gi champions. They they'll take the fucking gi off and go no gi with me as much as I want, but I wanted to do some gi with them. Sure, yeah, know? absolutely. You gotta feel it. You gotta. I wanted to feel. I mean, yeah. they fucked me up. It's, it's <laughs> what sixteen year old kid threw me, man, head over heels. Sixteen year old kid. Uh, I really didn't even know the rule. I still don't know the rules. Mm-hmm. I have a better understanding of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a little niche, you know. And yeah. when they those people, uh, it's a small component of mixed martial arts, just like every martial art. Yeah. It's a small, but man, it is what they're good at. They're fucking good at. And here's the thing. Um, they have, they're not encouraged to get up once they hit the ground. So say you get thrown, you don't get points for getting up. You don't get any points for getting up. Mm-hmm. You just 
you just would lose points if you get submitted. Mm -hmm. So basically, once you hit that ground, it's basically a survive mentality because if you waste all, why would you waste all your energy getting up? I'm gonna get the same amount of points by just keeping a tight frame, not not getting up, but defending myself from submissions. So, but when you go into a real fight, what do you want to do? You want to get the fuck up, you know? So uh there's a lot of people though that whenever they're getting whenever people are starting to punch them whenever people are starting to hunt for submissions that they'll just completely shell up you know they'll just like you can't hit them because they're just you know like turtle position is a really tough position to punch people in sometimes somebody doesn't want to get hit on the ground it's really it can be tough but man that turtle you can even punch through the gloves oh yeah yeah you can punch through the gloves and you can sneak an uppercut Mm -hmm. up in there but if you really want to stay turtle, you know, like GSP, he'll he'll separate knee and the ribs. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. And then if you if you don't want to move, <clears throat> okay, you just eat some knees and the ribs. But then you'll roll over. Right. Yeah. Then you'll roll over, and he'll continue punching you from a better. And he'll get in your guard. Or he'll get in half guard. You know. But mm. turtling up, no man. I you, don't know you don't why. Do that shit. No. <laughs> I don't know why more people didn't do that turtle knee thing because the first time I ever saw George St. Pierre do that was against Matt Sarah. Mm-hmm. Matt Sarah had turtled up in their rematch, mm-hmm. right? So he got knocked out by Matt Sarah, came back to rematch him. And I remember watching that. It just looked, I was just like, God damn. You know, and I'm like, why doesn't, why don't more people do it that? It gives up position. Yeah, you have to give up a, quite a bit of space in order it, to and do it. it. In their, in oh, and probably, in the, if they come up and you accidentally it, clip them in the head or something, I'm now not, you're. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. Dude, that'd be great. If they come up, as soon as their fucking fingers and. If they're on the way up and you uh-huh. time it, that's that's what you want. Sure. When somebody's down and they're looking to get up, the, the you're, you're looking right to hit him when them fingers come up. You want to hit him mm-hmm. in the face. Uh, the uh, thing is, though, you create space. and It needs to be on somebody who's kind of, or not kind of, who is fatigued. Mm-hmm. And you need to be doing it on a fatigued opponent. If, if somebody's fresh and full of energy and you you're tight, you're holding them, you let go of that tightness to push them away to create the space to knee. You've created, that makes sense. You've created the space for them to escape as well. So it's yeah. like they, might, right they might not. They, mm-hmm. they might, I'm not saying everybody's going to escape, but if they're full of energy and they see a big knee come, they'll probably move. You yeah, know? that makes sense. And so that's why you don't see it a lot. Um, I would only do it um, if I've just completely just broken somebody's just body down and they're tired and I know, okay, I can, I've got enough energy. And if he gets back up, uh, I'll take them right back down. I'm just, I'm doing real good right now. You know, I can do that. That's when I would do something like that. I, I typically would just keep my back control yeah. as long as I could. Yeah. You don't want to give up. That makes perfect sense. I can tell you one thing I'm getting sick and tired of is um, Bryce trying to uh, choke me. No. Do the fucking, what is that goddamn, you do it all the time to me. Uh, oh, it's that Eddie Bravo movie got the real quick. The Twister. The Twister, yeah. I've, that's ninety percent of mine and Bryce's training. I remember training. whenever you started getting into that. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna Twister a lot this round. And it sure was, enough, he did. The last time I trained with Bryce, you know, I I spent the whole round fighting that off, fighting that off, fighting that off, right? Because with Bryce, I'm just trying to get an underhook and come up, get an underhook and come I love up. Yeah, underhooks, dude. Because he's got I, you got good forward pressure with that knee, that knee slice position type oh, deal. Thank you, brother. And dude. the reason I started having to do that knee slice a lot. Because the ground game is so, uh, or not the uh, the footlock game mm-hmm. is it's so good yeah. at West Side, and that that yeah. knee split. If you let them have inside double leg control and you can't punch them, mm-hmm. uh, you can punch them. I don't care. I'll take it all day. But actually, in a jiu-jitsu match, I don't want to be in somebody's butterfly guard. Yeah, in an MMA fight, I 
Okay, you know, we're this is fine. I'm comfortable here. You're gonna take a lot of damage, and uh, as soon as you reach for my foot, there goes your defense. I'm gonna punch you. But in a jujitsu match, I like that that the, foot down the middle yeah. because then it shuts down that uh whatever they call it. I call it a reap. The, the Uchigari. Yeah, the Uchigari. the single leg X and then the Sotogari. Not the. Uchigari. Uchi. Uchi. Uh, who fucking cares? But I call it the reap. I call it the reap. You know, I don't know. I don't know. That leg called. over. It, yeah. If you put yeah. something in the middle, you've taken out one, the, you know, some of their. I talk about it all the time when I'm teaching guard passing. Is is mm -hmm. you, if you cut your opponent in half, then now you can. That's how you should start guard passing. That's kind of my. You guys are cutting opponents in half. Yep, literally, <laughs> figuratively, and literally. I thought we weren't using swords. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce brings two swords every class. Um. But, I'm a black belt in something else. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Whenever so the last time Bryce and I trained, he put me in the twister and I spent god damn, I don't know, 5 minutes the whole time just and he finally eventually got it, right? Cuz he always does. And I just remember thinking like motherfucker and Bryce was like, "Man, you just made <laughs> you made me tired." <laughs> like, like my neck hurts right now. Like, you just did that in, you oh, just you did your what? impression of Bryce I, I right to his face. I, I did. remember that. Yeah, because, we had cuz uh, we were over on the other side I of that match. I remember being tired. Dude, I, I tired. remember being tired. <laughs> I was I had, fucking tired. I had that left hand around the head, right? Yeah. And then it's just he was giving me hell and that's yeah. what you're supposed to do from there. I mean, and uh it's actually the technical advice give you them give them hell, them hell. <laughs> and, and i'm trying to get my hands and i'm even and this doesn't happen with a lot of people i, I get my hands locked and i'm squeezing and then he'll break my grip on my hands usually when i get that lock man it's oh man your grips are insane <laughs> yeah but, well, but he's breaking my grip and i'm having a fight for i mean it was a damn battle it was mm -hmm. all forearms you know dude yeah. i was my forearms were pretty bloated out after that too and, and i was defending the whole time what i normally do when he puts me there is i tickle his balls and then he <laughs> lets go he just lets go not that Time. It's weird. Yeah, I couldn't reach him. He's I was never to... let go for me when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he wants me there. The submission gets tighter. <laughs> it gets tighter. <laughs> Everything gets tighter on my hips. <laughs> we have, this is a good time. We have oh, some uh, shout outs that we oh, have. We, to, we have shout a shout out. Oh, yeah. So we normally do. So we do shout outs because we have people that donate to our Patreon. Mm -hmm. They pay us money to do this. Yeah. Oh, hell we don't ever stupid. get to see the money. We hell just, yeah. you know, you know, but, um, anytime somebody signs up for the Patreon, we always give them a shout out so that they know that, uh, and actually the guy's one of our guys. Yeah. Christian Davis. Yeah. Christian Davis. Christian Davis. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> he's, uh, he's one of my, uh, 6am guys. He comes into my 6am class a lot. Uh, white belt, super tough kid, man. He's, he's one of those guys that, you never would have thought would have started training jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Right. Um, he plays in a band. Uh, it's called the Beatles or something. I can't remember what the name the of it Beatles. is. But <laughs> it's like some culturally relevant band. He plays in a band. Uh, he's he's a singer for the band. and um, Linkin Park. It's, it's That's what it was. And oh, it was I like some Linkin Park. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know about, I don't know a lot of bands, but I do like Linkin Park. What about Nickelback? You like Nickelback? Uh, well, man, I went in the other day to – Return an item and they wouldn't give me my nickel back. <laughs> you know what? That's a Danny Golf. You're gonna be, a, you're gonna be a great <laughs> dad one day. Danny Golf. You're gonna be a great dad one day. That's right. Because I get on YouTube videos and I'll play a video and I like to look at the comments. Mm -hmm. I don't have any social media, but I do enjoy reading the comments just mm -hmm. to see the general. What is our? What is the? What's the general consensus on right. this amongst the? These I'm gonna people? let you in on a secret. <laughs> That's the worst place to find those. <laughs> find out. And so everybody talks shit about. Nickelback, they do, but, but I um, think yeah. they're a great band. I got this one. It's like, uh, shit, I can't remember. Most people can't either. It's a photograph. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man in this photograph. Yeah. So now, like see, that. now we have to ask for rights to use that song. Oh yeah. No, you can do your own rendition of okay. the song. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you okay. seen the meme? The only thing I can think of when I see that is the meme where the guy. a bunch of photographs. No, he's holding oh. up uh, a graph and he says, "Look at this math." <laughs> he's allowed to do it because he changed the lyric. Yeah. It's an interpretation. Mm-hmm. No, Nickelback uh, had has nailed down the the mathematical equation to writing a hit song like whether you want to call them a shitty ass band mm-hmm. or not those motherfuckers can write a catchy song it, and, he, and johnny's a snob when it comes to music is there steam coming out of my ears yet? <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm trying really hard not to be a hater because i'm being labeled as a hater from this <laughs> podcast but you're I'm making all, it really fucking difficult for me i like how i labeled you already and you're like i'm gonna fight this yeah um well you have to at least admit that the songs are catchy. Yeah, I will admit that, there yeah, go. they're earworms. They'll get stuck in your head oh, if you're yeah. not careful. You know how you get Nickelback out of your head? You, you, f- you, find, one of, you find one of Johnny's <laughs> shitty bands and you listen to it. Yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go way on the deep end of that one. Okay. You have a band? I no, I'm to. just talking about his I shitty music yeah, that he yeah. listens to. Oh, that too. No, yeah. I, Johnny and I listen to almost what identical you, music. Are you a drummer? No, I played uh, bass in a couple bands, uh, a couple like in Arkansas, and then I moved to California whenever I was 18 uh-huh. to play music in a band out there. And nice. then uh, you see how well that worked out. You know, and- <laughs> I give Johnny a lot of shit and make fun of him for going out and being unsuccessful, but there's a lot of motherfuckers that only talked about doing it. You know what I mean? So I give yeah. Johnny a lot of shit on the show, for, and we, we go back and forth. But the I was is, dumb enough to do it. Dude, you, you say you're dumb enough to do it, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that are 38, 39 years old that wish they did. Well, I had a support system. See? You know, my parents were, had I not had my parents, I would have got stuck out there and been a homeless person out there. Which still and isn't so, a bad life. No, I mean, like, it's nice. It's nice weather. Danny Goff, he says they're giving, in California, right? Mm-hmm. He says they're giving out needles to the, is this true? So, clean, <laughs> clean, clean needles. needles. Yeah, right. so, so but there's they're, no, they're giving out needles to, who requ- who gets these needles? Drug yeah. addicts. Drug addicts. Oh, shit, he's right. Yep. I thought, I, yeah. you know, Dan, he's, he, he, sometimes he'll get on these political rants. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's biased, you know, so yeah. I heard, he said, he said the other day, he said, uh, they're giving out needles mm-hmm. they've been doing California, it since the 90s these, though these yeah. junkies and i've already heard on the news about how all these needles are washing mm-hmm. up offshore and shit mm-hmm. and then dan says that but so mm-hmm. it's for sure they're yeah, yeah. Doing it, it brings down the HIV level of disease and, and yeah. stuff like that because they're using clean needles instead of used needles so oh, it's like no. it's no. like condoms so the no. idea the idea is is that no. all right drugs are bad go- okay this is so drugs are bad this is a, this is also an issue of economics, and you, you you can say that it's not, but it involves the taxpayer's dollar. Oh, you're talking about it this. Is, when you break down what is the philosophy of government, it's, we have such a lack of understanding of just the philosophy of the government. You know, it's what is the role of the government? And my idea is not to hand out needles to junkies. No, that's not the idea for anybody to do. The junk, if you the know. junkies are getting these needles, they shouldn't even be handing out needles and that's what charities are for. That's what churches are for. If there's some problem where somebody, I can agree with, yeah, I can agree yeah. with that. Our nation is dying. Yeah, the people are that. the people are dying because we don't have enough needles. I guarantee you, a charity pops there's up. I guarantee a, yeah, you, a yeah, there are a lot up. of. I guarantee you, something local pops up. There's no need and there for are the some local to be taking 
junky needle money out of your taxes. It's just mm -hmm. another. And guess that's what? actually what it says on the thing. It says junky, junky needle, ne junky, ne junky needle money. Exactly. When they earmark it, that's how they label it. Junky yeah. needle, needle money. money. And yeah. guess what? Here's the funny thing. Mitch need money too. I, I bet you, if you add up all the junky needle money. And all the that's money, our next t-shirt. And all the <laughs> yeah. you add up all that junky needle money, and then you add up all the uh, the salaries of the politicians who are getting their hands on that money before it goes to before it trickles down because the money don't just go it don't just go from taxpayers to junky needle money it goes right. from it goes from this guy to that guy to that yeah. guy the suit and tie wearing cock sucking motherfuckers they all get their hand on the money and then they all say oh but we've got such a problem with our with our junkies we've you think those ties problem. have needles they need, on they them? need their they need their clean needles they need clean needles we're doing this for the benefit of humanity no they're making commission off of it we'll call it what you want it's commission they make their commission oh, off of sure. junkie needle money what they probably should and do that's is what it is they should probably just give them uh, free heroin too. That, yeah, you know. that's what I'm saying. Why, yeah, you know, just why do not that. just give them the free, the free junk too? Because you know that's what pisses <laughs> me off are, about drug dealers is they don't pay taxes. There's a, hey, there's that's a lot true. of dirty junk out there, man. There's a lot yeah. of dirty. You getting, you getting, uh, you know, bad chemicals in your heroin. Yeah. Why don't we just give them clean heroin? It's why also why don't we just give them the clean cocaine? Why don't we just give them the the clean meth? You know, the one thing I can't stand is dirty cocaine. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I don't disagree with you, Bryce. On uh on the politicians right like all of that and obviously they'll make these these laws and stuff in order to do those things but the um there are charities that that do that kind of thing but the thing that i noticed most was that it's in california mm -hmm. like they don't have it in arkansas because we haven't voted to allow it to, in arkansas right so the people of california hopefully the people of california are the ones that voted it in right yeah. the problem that i have is there's a lot there in that bill to do that the watermarks right? yeah they were probably Our trying earmarks. they had the idea had good intentions right we want to we want to give out needles to prevent disease the spread yeah. of disease right which turns into if we buy this many needles we get a discount and we can take that percentage and start lining our pockets with mm. it. Or in this bill, we can push a couple other ideas. And that, that's how um, it's presented. To right. That's how it's presented. Let me tell you something. There's every time a decision is made, there's a right reason. And, and there's, there's a whole bunch of wrong reasons. And there's a real reason. Yeah. Yeah. And the real reason these politicians are saying we need to give needles to people is because they're getting money from it or they're getting some benefit from it. And they might say oh it's for this cause it's not it's it's for their benefit guarantee it there's no reason to be handing out neat to to these junkies to drug right. addicts giving mm -hmm. giving them their tools to be yeah. doing their drugs but like johnny said you know i see them i see what the merit is right yeah. i see why there's and the real it's, the real issue is the government is the reason that they have the that they need the needles anyways because it's no secret right. that the government pushed these drugs out mm -hmm. on people. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's a true thing that happened. Yeah, um, no, for sure. And that's so, how they get especially with crack money. cocaine, that's how right. they get a lot of their money. In the what was it in the sixties and seventies? They yeah. pushed it hard into the ghettos and stuff, man. Yeah. And, well, that's yeah. where they get a lot of their funds from. Mm -hmm. It's because even though they they steal a shit ton of money from us in taxes. And uh, that's not enough for them. They're also doing shit under the table. They're they're selling drugs. They're who knows where yeah, our government's tied up. Crazy in, but stuff. Well, they're definitely selling drugs. Speaking, speaking <laughs> so of, that's, as that's, an employee that's of the, the U.S. Of government, the <laughs> that's the so, that's the least of the things that we're, that we should be concerned about. Right. Right. So they're definitely selling drugs and taking that money and building shit or doing shit with it. Who knows? You know, I, I will say this. And and uh, speaking of conspiracies, so um, heroin is created from poppy seed from poppy flowers right yeah and the number one producer 
of poppy Afghanistan. is Afghanistan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because and guess so. what? The the in World two, Trade two countries seven was the first tower to ever get hit or to not get hit by anything, just burn down and fall down by steel. And it felt free fall speed for about thirteen floors. And there's mm-hmm. a website you can go to. It's called nine eleven truth for engineers and architects. And you go on that website and three thousand architects, engineers, structural engineers metallurgists whatever that i mean these are people that specialize in science and the science went down in this building falling and they have a fucking website where three thousand of them thousands of people across this nation that believe that are educated scientists got together to make a fucking website to say that 9-11 was an inside job or not that it was an inside job but that it was allowed to happen that that the that the building fell it, there was there was mm-hmm. uh, something from within the support of the building. A fire did not bring the building down. Right, That's what they're else. claiming. A yeah. fire did not. So if the fire didn't bring the building down, what did? Well, we went to war in Afghanistan with all the poppy seeds, all the heroin, a lot of oil, a lot of shit over there because of this event from a building that fell down that shouldn't even fell down in the first well, place. Well, we invaded Iraq for um, because of 9-11. We were, already, we were in Afghanistan a couple times. Um, the Russians tried and you can't find tri- you can't fight tribes like that's the thing that we're running into in Afghanistan is that we're fighting a mountainous terrain against tribal people who mm-hmm. have lived there for thousands of years. Um, you're just not gonna that, you know the re- ah, I was gonna say something about the Native Americans, but it better not. Oh yeah, hey tomorrow's uh, Indigenous, Indigenous People's Day. Indigenous People Day. <laughs> it is yeah. or Columbus Day if you're a federal employee. So yeah, um, <laughs> no way. I think tomorrow. my girlfriend's like part Indian. Maybe well, Native American Native or, American. or, um, Native, Native or uh, no, not oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Native you American. Know, you know? <laughs> so she's a, not a real Indian. Um, she's an indigenous peoples. Um, but yeah, the false flags attacks have been going on since since. So Vietnam a, was a false flag attack. Was, yeah, um, Gulf of Tonkin. Gulf of Tonkin, right? Specifically, specifically. Yeah. Um, Pearl Harbor was a false flag attack with the Japanese. We USS knew Maine we knew that was happening. Since, we allowed it to happen. Uh, they gave us rights to go into and attack Japan. Uh, um, definitely back to the USS Maine. That's, yeah, that's one. Probably goes back further. That's mm-hmm. you know. and then a lot of people believe as well that the nine eleven attacks were the reason that we needed to get public support to go into Iraq, um, and. It is what it is, you know, but uh, the, sometimes there is a military reason to do something. And unfortunately, if we, if we lived in a military state, then we wouldn't need public support to do the operations that we do overseas. But unfortunately, we we not unfortunately, uh, <laughs> but fortunately, fortunately, it's the reason that our president is it's the reason that our commander in chief is a civilian. Right. Because if you let people like General Mattis run this place, um, it would be ran a lot differently. Our foreign wars would be run, ran much differently. But uh, the reason that the United States, our, our commander in chief is a civilian is because we need that civilian outside look on it. Right. Um, and a lot of times because of that, we have to get support from the citizens of this country in order to do certain operations that may not look like they are within the best interests of the United States, but it's because all the pieces aren't put together. You Mm -hmm. know, we only see pieces, you know, we see, well, there was no weapons of mass destruction. They found no weapons of mass destruction. That's true. There, we, to to my knowledge, even at 17 years in the military, we never found weapons of mass destruction. However, comma, there's not one person that I met uh, in my time overseas that was upset about Saddam Hussein being taken out of power. You know, so we look at it from that perspective, right? Um, do I think that Wait, we was should Saddam Hussein? Now Osama bin Laden, he was captured in a hole, correct? 
correct? No, that was Saddam Hussein. That was Saddam Hussein. Yes. They caught in the hole. Yes, and then so we allowed Osama, Osama was, bin Laden was, was shot by uh, Navy uh, SEAL Team. Well, SEAL Team Six. It was SEAL Team Six. I don't. But. I don't believe it to be honest. And it's. I'm not saying. It no, you're not the happen. only one that doesn't believe that. I'm not that. saying it doesn't happen. But here's the thing about belief. About belief, you can't. You can't force a belief. Right. I can. I can lie to you and say I believe it. Yeah, but sure. truth be told, I don't fucking. No, we're all. That. We're all about he that. He comes here. in. He <laughs> kicks the door down. He kicks the door down. Obama does, and he's like, "We got him. We got first off. You didn't do shit. So don't say right. we." You fucking pussy. You didn't do <laughs> shit. You didn't do shit. So don't say we got him. Mm-hmm. They got him. Yeah. If they did, but you got no proof that they did. You don't got a body. Oh, we. This dude was doing terrorist shit, killing thousands of people. But we gave him a proper burial because our politicians are so honorable. They gave him mm-hmm. a proper burial without any evidence or any photographs. I mean, we didn't drag him around the street on the back of a truck for three fucking days. That's what we ought to do to those motherfuckers. If mm-hmm. they're as evil as they say we they sure. are, bring them over. Bring them over. Let's drag them around so these next evil motherfuckers see it. Yeah. No, what do we do? We give them an honorable bur- uh, burial? No. Dude, you're, you're not going to make me believe that. I cannot. I literally, it's not within my capacity mm-hmm. to believe it. What, whether it did happen, I'm not saying it couldn't have mm-hmm. happened. I just can't believe it. I mean, there's too much conflict yeah. of interest, too much bullshit. And too well, much there's contention. Lack of evidence. There's contention about, um, so Robert O'Neill was a SEAL Team 6 guy who took credit for firing the shot that killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, and then there's another guy named, um, I think his name's um, Owen Roberts or Matthew Owens, one of the two. Um, he was the third guy, supposedly, up the stairs. But if you ask him, he shot bin Laden. So in the SEAL community, there's a couple of different Just people who are taking credit for actually killing it. Robert O'Neill is recognized as the one. He did. Um, so if you've ever watched Zero Dark Thirty, um, he's the he's the one that actually fired the shot in the movie. Um, if you've read his book, um, uh, The Operator, he talks about it in that book. Um, but within the SEAL community, there's still contention about who shot him. And so we've we've even as military guys have have said, man, if there's contention about who shot him, that's an indication it, you that know, the whole story might be a little bit looser. right. But uh, you know, if, but then also, SEAL Team guy, six books sell millions of dollars worth a year. And, so. and if I was that guy though that uh that that shot him, the one with the books and stuff, and I was listening to a guy like me complain about, I would understand where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And know? he and he, he does he too. Ought, he ought to say, yeah, Robert. Gets and it. maybe 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 Robert. <laughs> You know, was like, yeah, we should have brought him back and mm-hmm. and, dr- and they. And I can tell you right now, they all felt he, that way. He probably would have if if, yeah. if 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 it was up to Robert, he probably put him on the back of a truck and chains mm-hmm. and drag his ass around around yeah. town for a couple of days. That's what we ought to do with him. Um, but you know, they, he can't he can't blame me for not believing the shit yeah. that's going on. I know. I, there's a. It's hard. Like even this stuff. Um, there's so much stuff that we know was proven that the government has come out that they've said they've done that now it's hard to believe anything i read something that said that like uh these power outages in california were um caused because they're expecting like the la- the earthquake to hit california and it was some like strategy for that um and it's like dude how, how can you like who who the fuck knows yeah so, you know said, like they said they turned some the power s- off to they're shutting off a lot of power. Yeah. There's a company in California that's shutting off a lot of power uh-huh. in California to a lot of people. And one of the ideas was that it was somehow in preparation to the doomsday uh, earthquake. earthquake that they were going to have in California. Like, like they turned it off so it doesn't. I guess. I don't know. I don't know exactly. Earthquake happens. Yeah. I don't know exactly what their theory was behind it. 
But basically that the government was behind. They knew that the earthquake was going to happen and they shut off all the power to all these people and have that power to do that. Um, and so it's like, how do you believe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like yeah. you, it could be, it wouldn't surprise me if there was just a consequence, uh, uh, excuse me, a, uh, some behind the table shit going on behind maybe. the table shit mm-hmm. going on or just completely was coincidence. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and like a couple of bad things lined up at one time. So it's like, yeah, that's the, that's the pro that's honestly the problem with the internet. Like mm-hmm. you don't know. There's a lot of stuff that if you put it on the internet, it makes it true. <laughs> yeah. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> right. But there's a lot of people too that have have done a lot of research on on the internet and put together put together some very real things mm-hmm. and solve some very real uh, problems. So oh, it's yeah. like you and can't I know discredit the has validity. Because yeah. Just because martial arts. I mean, how many stuff do you see on YouTube that that works good? But how much stuff do you see? That yeah, not, that doesn't. Know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can just through martial arts. You can it's with everything. There, there's, yeah, it's with everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. You got to dig through a lot of shit to get to the good shit. Oh yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I found Gabby Garcia's penis pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you about the time I saw Houston Alexander's penis? No, but it's huge though. Um, not as big as you think. Well, so, I didn't. Know, I didn't have a judgment. A grower, not a shower. It, that's yeah, probably I would why. expect so. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell him that whenever he confronts me. Um, <laughs> but so th- I went to uh, Matt Hughes' gym uh, before you know everything happened um, when he was still fighting. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so I went to his gym to train, and we did a, a training camp there. And on like the last day, Houston Alexander shows up. He showed up like halfway through the practice. We're like hitting the bag. The coach shows a, a combo. We're hit, I'm hitting the bag across from him like he's on the same bag on the other side. And he it was like something like jab, cross, hook, rear, uppercut. And he looks at me and goes, hey, bro, what was that combo again? I was like, jab, cross, hook, rear, uppercut. And he goes, rear, uppercut? I was like, yeah, dude. And like, you're Houston Alexander, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so like he does, he does it a couple of times. And then we get to doing sprints. And uh, we do 10 sprints down the, down the mats. I beat him nine times. And I'm like looking at his calves. I'm like. Dude, what what the fuck is going on? I must be the fastest yeah. man alive. <laughs> and then he tried the tenth time, and he was gone before I could start. Like he was on the other side of the mats before I could start. I was like, holy shit. Anyways, how'd you see his dick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> right? That's how hard he was. That's the, man. Yeah, he was right. sprinting so hard that you tripped over his own. D- <laughs> yeah. How do you think he got all that power? <laughs> He's seen it from behind. That's why I That's said what it was it little. It was actually what was yeah. left it was just, dangling down. You were seeing the dangling. It was actually a good four inches. I only saw the tip see, of the bro. iceberg. There's so much behind it. <laughs> no, nope, like there was horse, nothing. Man. There was nothing covering it up. There was oh, nothing was in, the, in the way. Was it in the, sh- in in the, the locker room? room? Me and uh, me and my buddy Aaron Weiser talking across from one another, and uh, he's facing me, and so you can see what's behind me. Houston walks in and is like, hey, guys, what's up, man? Like, he's real nice. He's like, you know, how long you been fighting? Blah, blah, blah. And I, like, turn around like, oh, bro, I've been fighting for, oh. (laughs) And it's, like, over my shoulder, dude. And he's just, like, hands on the hips, like, oh, yeah, I love training with you guys. Had a really good time. We'll go take a shower and just, like, totally flexing on us. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a a line of clothing that – because when you're naked, the only thing you can do is either cross your arms or put your hands on your hips. When you desperately just want to put your hands in a set of pockets. Yeah. So I'm going to create a clothing line where it's it's a belt with just pockets, just pockets. on it. So that when you're talking to dudes in the locker room naked, you can put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> it's exactly. You've got to have somewhere to put your hands. I mean, I don't mind it if I'm sitting there changing, talking to somebody at all. No one really phase me. I, 
I hate when the first time I meet somebody, I'm butt-ass naked. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. like the first yep. time, like I'm literally shaking their hand. I'm naked. <laughs> yeah. Time, hey, or don't I'm, linger. Come, you know, <laughs> they'll like, come up to me. Yeah. yeah get your locker. clothes on. <laughs> yeah. Most and, of the uh, girls I've met, that's exactly, the, I'm usually, I'm naked the first time they meet me. <laughs> 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 that's how they meet you. It costs money though. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it does cost money. I'll tell you I what. Speaking of, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> speaking of Danny Goff, man, nobody wears a set of, uh, of uh, tidy whities better than he does. Hey, he rocks him, brother. Dude, <laughs> and a set of cowboy boots. Come on now. Hey, yo. He got me on cowboy boots. Did he? I'm wearing them all the time, though. I just can't. I'm always afraid I'm not. If I have to run in an emergency scenario, I've seen people eat shit, run it, wearing, trying to run with cowboy boots on. I'm, and I'm, I don't want to take them off. So I'm always in a situation, clothing wise, where I could always sprint away from danger if necessary. I had a wedding so I that I was a groomsman in uh, this weekend. Uh, last yesterday. Um, also, we got to talk about this. Pros and cons. My, my best friend Daniel got his black belt, y'all. Oh, Daniel oh, yeah. Trimble got wah, his black belt. Wah, wah. I don't oh. have the sound effect pulled up right now. <laughs> did uh, Daniel? Uh, no, I did. Oh, nice. No, well, I'm just oh, kidding. No. <laughs> so, what? Here's what happened: is uh, Mr. Jane goes, "Hey, brother, I put a, a line on on there for you to for you to sign mm -hmm. uh, to give to him." And I was like, "You're fucking right, you did." <laughs> And so then, uh, so then we get there, and somebody signed over it. Caleb yeah. had signed over it. He didn't realize um, that Mr. He Jingle signed over signed. your that was no, your he spot. Signed, no, he signed over my spot. So I signed below Caleb. <laughs> and now, like, every, and here's the thing: is for people that don't know, like me and Daniel is my business partner that own the gym with me. We're peers, mm -hmm. but not anymore. Um, because now I, you're sensei. I signed right. I'm sensei now. He's my he's my first black belt. He's my question, so pissed about it, dude. My question is, why did Caleb think that he got to sign it? Oh yeah, he. I mean, he, I guess I don't know. He. I think uh, Daniel Caleb was Daniel's first original coach. Oh, was I he? Mean, he was both. Okay, of our, I didn't our know that. Coach. He's always been nice to me, so I don't think I should say nothing. No, he's about, a good guy. You know, I can't say nothing about bad about Caleb. So, um, but I can't wait to sign my first black belt. Uh, certificate yeah it was a pretty i actually i didn't even have a pen i just did it with blood um <laughs> you know in the state of arkansas um what the trend in arkansas is to just create your own martial art did you okay and then give people black belts in it yes so. and we also have one. to talk one about that i would really like to create uh if i was to create one <clears throat> be wall fighting yeah, the name of it. absolutely. Be like straight up, you have to like, fight people with walls. No, like on the like, wall. You know how in wrestling? Oh, on start, the wall. You start like up, mm -hmm. down, whatever. You would like start one dude with the underhook on the wall, and the other dude against their wall, mm -hmm. against the wall, and then halfway through the two minute round or whatever, you'd switch or you flip. You know, just like wrestling, be kind of yeah, like yeah. wrestling. Like, but if I was to invent one, if I had to, it'd be wall fighting because that's one of the most. I mean, you just don't get to train in a lot. There's, that's there's, true. Man, it's so technical. And there's walls everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah I mean, you can use a somebody tree. will push it's, your ass up against. Yeah, it's, the been, wall. it's rare that I've never gone somewhere that didn't have a wall. I've thought a lot about doing like uh, I think it'd be cool to have like a gi jiu-jitsu tournament and have just like in a gym. Like my gym has one big wall, and you're allowed to to work off that wall. Like it's encouraged. Oh, okay. If you need to I use the you. wall, you yeah. can use it, and it's same like IBJJF kind of rule set, mm -hmm. but the wall counts, and uh, it adds a very real aspect to it. And it just oh, makes definitely. it a little bit interesting. Just, yeah, build up your skills. And imagine I mean, like gi grips 
and then add the wrestling portion of that, you, the game would change a little bit just from adding that component to it. Definitely. And I can, uh, I can do wall rounds. This is, I might break my back in a wall round tomorrow. You never mm-hmm. know. But typically I can do more wall rounds, uh, safe, more safely than I can wrestling out in the open yeah. because there's so much more. You yeah. have way more space. And you, you have, have control. Way, you have control on that wall yeah. and you have something to lean on. And wrestling is just way more open area and shit to go wrong for your joints. <clears throat> but uh so like i'll train i'll train wall takedowns and shit way more often than wrestling just because wrestling is so brutal on the body you know mm-hmm. my knees and I'm all wrestling so much too. more necessary you know like you rarely get a good clean shot out in the open or shower wrestling, well, I, I got shower good, wrestling. <laughs> yeah i got a good story about uh straight up wrestling versus the wall fight uh-huh. uh <clears throat> the on the that show uh, ultimate fighter you took down jordan burroughs against the wall tell me well i went to a jordan burroughs seminar first time i met him i was all my shit was dirty all i had was a clean pair of boxers and oh I, up, I remember this yeah i show up to jordan burroughs seminar and i get on my boxers and that's it and it's a jordan burroughs seminar i'm not gonna not ask a question mm-hmm. it's jordan burroughs yeah i'm gonna go i asked him a question he says you know what this is a this is a i guess he liked the questions come on out he said come on out i'll show you I said, oh, hell yeah. I'm Were you just wearing boxer just shorts? Just wearing boxers. My right. nuts was hanging out everywhere. He, We did a, it was a head outside single. I said, oh, God. It's <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest place. Yeah. And I hear Luis just laughing. Luis is cracking up. He said, I can see this nuts. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> he said, they're pink. <laughs> I mean, do you so think Jordan Burroughs talks about the time he saw Bryce Mitchell's? Oh, hell no. Penis. He didn't even see it. He wasn't one bit phase i'm telling you he just can and i did too I that's when you know you've had a lot of dicks in your face <laughs> Dude, college wrestling rooms or I something composure. else man it is hilarious though because i didn't really know what was going on uh until everybody explained to me afterwards like bro your your boss was wide open everybody was laughing <laughs> but uh well who's oh the wrestler right uh another great wrestler his name is sean bunts i think mm, okay i think my buddy's it might be huge hard on. It might be Sean Bunts. Bunts or Bunts? I don't know. But anyways, I know what this dude looks like. If I seen him, I'd, I'd, I'd say hey to him. You know, yeah. I, I remember what he looks like. But uh, we didn't know who it was. DC just comes into the locker room. It was me, Brad Katona, and Tyler Diamond left mm-hmm. on the team. And so he didn't want it because we knew we was all going to fight each other uh, eventually or probably was going to. Right. Um, and so we – he didn't want us training together anymore at that point. We already had been for like a month, so I wouldn't have mind, minded it anyways. But he said, I'm bringing in this wrestler. And DC said, now, uh, I'm bringing in this guy today. Y'all are going to wrestle. He's going to fuck you up. <laughs> He's just going to fuck all y'all up. And, uh, you know, he said, don't don't get discouraged. And, of course, I take that as a challenge. You yeah. know, I said, okay, who is this motherfucker? You know, what, right. what's, is this, who is this guy? And he comes in. And uh, now, me and Diamond and me and Katona, we had straight wrestled. And I've worked a lot on my setup since going with these guys. But my straight wrestling, I mean, my best setup is a punch, you know. Yeah. And so when I go to straight wrestle, these dudes was just like, getting into way better takedowns than i was like i couldn't close the distance to get into takedowns when i fought both of them it was fine because i'd punch them and then shoot in and so it's way different but straight wrestling you got tyler diamond and then you got brad katona and of course 
Coach knows my straight wrestling. I can wrestle once to get a hold of them, but they they got setups on me and everything, you know. Yeah. So, coach puts me in last seat, and and I knew these guys when we straight wrestled. You know, they got me. They got me down. It was hard for me to get them down. I didn't get them down at all. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Brad might have in training. Probably maybe got him down once, but the, his ratio was higher in the yeah. straight wrestling in the fight. In both the fights, my ratio of takedowns was higher than theirs. Which is interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, interesting how that works and shit. But punches changes it. Change it, it huge, sure. huge. But um, Sean Sean Bunce comes in the room, and uh, it's Tyler Diamond first because he was the best out of us, <clears throat> and Katona goes up next. And both of those guys, I mean, he drops them like flies. He gets in on doubles. One of them shot in. He sprawled front front headlock circles to back. Just boom scores, boom scores. Mitchell, get in there, you know. And uh, he he told me, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. You know, and that's, I was mad, <laughs> you know. And I went up to this dude. I didn't know who he was. and didn't know how good of a wrestler he was. But I just pushed his ass up, two hands. Like, when the match started, I didn't go for a collar. I didn't want to be conventional. I was I'm trying to rough this motherfucker up, you yeah. know, because I don't know anything about him. And I don't even want to gauge in the wrestling. Right, <laughs> so right. I two-hand push him in the wall and double leg him, pick him up on my shoulder. <laughs> Put him right on his ass. That's so, awesome. That ain't bad, was it, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> That's and then great. I go to do it again, and I go up two hand pushing him. He makes you pay, and he just circles around. He, yeah, he got back to the center of the ring, and we start exchanging. He got me every time. Oh yeah, but I push his ass up against. That's the one. That for yeah, that's one. Yeah. That's one. That's yeah. all you need. And in a fight, yeah. guess what? You got to get yeah. back up. Yeah, Coach ain't gonna break it up and say it's. You might just need that one takedown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fight just starts to push you up against the wall. You can be the best wrestler in the world, but you got a wall. You can't sprawl. I lock my hands. Mm-hmm. I'm strong. Mm-hmm. I'm strong enough to pick a motherfucker my size up. You know, if I lock my hands on that double against the wall, it's not because of that wall. It's not as hard to do. You know, like right. so it's not as hard to pick them up. You so. can manipulate their posture a I little just, bit more. I just got him to my to my area. I found his one weakness right off the bat. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, my best chance is to push this dude up against the wall. And so that's what I done. Your striking is always, I've always enjoyed your striking because it feeds so well into your wrestling. Like it just, I appreciate it, they man. both go hand in hand so well. And I've noticed that like, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you're just like that complete mixed martial artist where well, a lot I, of people try to specialize be, I, in I, one I try to be the, the best, you know, nobody's perfect, but I try to, Absolutely. To, to, you know, be diversified. Yeah. You know, be spread out in terms of things that uh, I can attack with. Mm. And, uh, you know, another thing I was comparing you the other day to is like whenever you train, uh, or at least the times that I've trained with you and from what I've heard, uh, you're like a metronome. You set a pace and it's always a, a consistent heavy pace, but you don't phase from that pace one bit. If we start, if you tap me and I'm like, oh, dude, that was a good time. That was a good uh, arm bar or whatever. You're already on my back and setting up the next mm-hmm. choke. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm having so much fun. Right. And you're setting in the next choke. Um, and you just constantly at that pace. I really like that. Uh, watching you do that to people, it breaks them. That's I, a, I can attest to real that. Quick, man. I yeah, drink, yeah, yeah. I drink this water no, and you're coffee. Good. I'm gonna fill that water up again. Absolutely. I sweat a bunch in training. And I no, gotta no, get no. Hydrated. You could, You know what? It'd be like my third water. <laughs> we're at like two hours, so we're going. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this whenever you, okay. uh, you come back. Thank y'all for having me, man. I really appreciate it. You got Bad time. Ass. You got time. Let <laughs> you come back. <laughs> all right we're live action Yee! <laughs> um one question i wanted to ask real quick before we finished up we didn't get into it have they given you your gosh dang camo shorts yet man they sure haven't they, they won't 
I'm not super pissed about it because they sent me these little, uh, like it was these swirly, it looked like tie-dye. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, I like remember some, that. Mm-hmm. Some tie-dye shorts. Like it literally looked like they just don't know what camo is. Okay, <laughs> so they tried, they failed, they need to try again and try better and take my advice. They need to, they need to basically just text me and say, what kind of camo do you want? Yeah. I'll send them the picture. The you had, like. you had like, a, was it Mossy Oak or somebody? That's a good one. Uh, well, it's, I remember Real somebody tree, was. I mean, there's a bunch of good camo out there. Somebody was Real like tree. tweeting back that they like supported this movement, like Hell Reebok yeah. hit us up and we'll we'll get it going mm-hmm. i remember uh hearing about that so you still now, haven't got the camo shorts. do they have they told you I why <laughs> have they have they told you why is it is it because they don't want to infringe on like other people's designs you know because real tree is a trademark design yeah, mossy oak is a trademark design no oh, i've got a pair that's nobody's design it's a little chinese man's design uh-huh. yeah and uh got them overseas paid 40 bucks for like uh five of them yeah like super cheap i just had to trust them well reebok was gonna do the exact same thing so (laughs) (laughs) what's that guy's phone number (laughs) i I told him i said dude i'll fight in these shorts and y'all just slap a logo logo on on them i don't if y'all want to put your logo on it cool i've got the shorts in my closet yeah nothing else on them but camo it's a completely dude sold it to me it's good you know Mm mm-hmm uh they wouldn't do it they sent yeah. me this, this shit pair and it was like not real camo they'd probably like, have I'll, to... I'll just take the the regular stuff mm-hmm. over that they'd probably have to pay like royalties to that guy or some some yeah, there's always of some kind of business hole. so you know yeah. there's some stupid like um if you watch that show silicon valley there was a an episode where this one guy made it millions of dollars just suing people what in the fuck was that was that one of the springs it's one of the springs on this thing Oh, God, I hope I'm not about to lose an eyeball. <laughs> Dude, good did you Lord. Get, did you just get superpowers? <laughs> yeah, that's but, our new sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> but they, this guy made a, a millions of dollars off of fake lawsuits, basically saying, like, mm-hmm. well, I thought of that idea before you did. Yeah. And then now y- you, you can either settle for $20,000 or we can go to court and you can prove in court that you didn't do it. So things people like that guy are the reason that Reebok – you know, won't agree to do something as simple as we look at it and go, well, man, just fucking put your logo on the back of it. We'll call it square. Well, my reason is, I believe is because then I think that everybody want, yeah, want to, and guess right. what? Oh, they yeah. would. If somebody, yeah. if then Johnny, Reebok if Johnny a, Fireball wants to come out, I shouldn't say Johnny. You can, you can say my last name. <laughs> you can say his if last Jim, name. If Jimmy, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Wester's not trademarked. <laughs> yeah. If Jimmy Fireballs wants to come out with flaming, Flaming shorts because he's the fireball and he's fast as fire or whatever his fucking thing is. Mm-hmm. He should have his little fire shorts. Yeah. And for me, my little goopy thing is I want the camo shorts. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. That's yeah. represents yeah. Arkansas. It represents, represents South, a lot yeah. of shit. To and me. they've got to they've got to uh, to express some individuality. You yeah. know, I've yeah. seen Why Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. He has that a pair of his old tie shorts. He's sewn on to his. Uh, and he got fined for it. They oh, took, did he really? Yeah, they, they I didn't took know. money from him. That's oh, so shit. It's like, yeah, we can, uh, yeah, you're totally allowed to do that. We'll just fine you a couple thousand. Yeah. You know, He's, go and, ahead, put he the patch it. on. Oh, we'll damn. just take your money from He didn't you. even yeah. do it on the sh- on the shorts themselves. He did it on the on his, like, Under Armour mm. underneath that was showing because he wears that soap? high cut. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, yeah. dude. That's, that's rough. All right, well. That's our episode, Bryce. Thank you for uh, it is an honor coming on. Tell us again when your fight is uh, UFC. What number is it? Is it a Hell, number? I don't even know about the number. You, it's just December UFC 7th. Bryce Mitchell. UFC <laughs> yeah, Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, pretty much. So December seventh, uh, December seventh, Washington D.C. 
uh, fighting Matt Sales. It's gonna be a good one. Is it on? Is it pay per view? Do you do you know any of those details? I, I or? do know that I got moved up to ESPN. I don't know what that means. It probably okay. means you're gonna be on the. It's probably a, is not it a fight night? Plus. It's not on plus. Okay. Okay. It's okay. on. It's on. Uh, so if it's on the, the show, show, then it's gonna be a pay per view yes, probably. TV channel. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's great. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. So it's it's a I don't really know the difference, but it's def they say it's a promotion. Well, one is from free. The plus. Yeah, the plus you gotta pay for. You get you do pay for the app, but you like last night's fight, for instance, was a fight night. So I just streamed it live on my phone and it I didn't have to pay for it. But if it goes so to there's ESPN, more people watching that. Yes. But then when you go to the ESPN channel, it's an actual pay per view where you have to pay like fifty bucks to watch it, which is good for you. As the fighter on the card, well, I think know. only the main events and certain fighters on the card get cuts. Mm, of them. Just because you get on a pay per view, yeah, I mean, you get that the makes points. That's on negotiate. They do a lot it, of that just, by ranking now, don't they? Yeah, 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 ranking, and I mean, there's a lot of factors. Even if your rank sucks, but you're like crowd favorite, maybe they would. Mm. You know, it's more. It's on a particular. Just because you're on that main card, don't mean that you're getting those pay per view. That makes points. sense. Mm -hmm. All right, well. That's the episode. Uh, tune in next Monday for episode eight. Mm -hmm. This was episode seven. That's pretty. That's huge. Um, and then we've got Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our Patreon so you can get a shout out. We're also going to be doing a video of some techniques. Uh, Bryce is going to be sharing some technique with us. We'll be putting that out a little bit uh, on Instagram and on Patreon. And then you can listen to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and Google Play. Bryce. Has social media as well. Oh, yeah. So even though you took your headphones off, <laughs> tell us, tell everybody where they can find you on on social media if they don't already know. So my uh, manager runs Instagram, Twitter, and a Facebook for me. So what name should they look at? And uh, I know on Twitter it's Bryce Thug Nasty MMA maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Facebook, I'm not sure, but most of that stuff is like I'll I'll take a picture with somebody that sponsors me with something like mm -hmm. for example Big Rock Pizza. Yeah. You know, I took a picture eating that pizza. For the, this is the first time I I had their pizza. They sponsored me, mm -hmm. so I said, man, I gotta try this product. It's a good pizza, delicious. It's it's, it's convenient. You what, know what's the what's the product? It's called Big Rock Pizza. Big Rock Pizza. Where's uh, that at? Uh, all see they don't have a store. What oh, I don't believe. Well, it's in a gas station. It's oh, in a gas okay. station. And I'm telling you, if there's something that you need in a gas station, like, you know, you need convenience and shit that tastes good because a lot of the stuff in the gas station is shit. That's a mm -hmm. good quality pizza, man. Is it? And yeah, if you're eating all gas station food, it's a little bit expensive, mm -hmm. but you're paying for the convenience, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, but for what it is, like, it's good pizza that if you're super hungry and don't have time to go somewhere. Snake. I had a $3 piece of pizza the other day, pretty damn big, like some big ass quarter you know quarter size of yeah. a plate mm -hmm. chunks and uh yeah it's good pizza big rock, good. Big rock go, pizza big and so pizza. i take a picture of my send it to my manager and he posts it and there's a lot of products that people send me and stuff that i do that with yeah and so you can so help he, out bryce if anybody's listening help him uh get his training expenses covered thug nasty underscore ufc is the uh is the instagram name and if you want to train with Bryce, he teaches the Tuesday, Thursday Nogi classes out at Westside MMA. Yes, sir. Just a shout out. Come on. Yep. So if you want to get training in with the real UFC fighter, you can uh, come out there. And then if you want to train with me, I'll be there too. <laughs> the handsome yeah, yeah. one. The handsome one. It'll hurt you. Stay away. That dude's a killer. Dude. Do you have any other? Uh, do you have any other sponsors or anything you want to shout out? We yeah, have the opportunity. A lot of sponsors. XL Ford or Cabot. Uh, oh yeah so i passed that on my way to that yeah, yeah that's they, a good place I mean, dude. they sponsored me since i was an amateur mm -hmm. man uh 
Man, there's a bunch. Uh, like I said, I've been hitting the head <laughs> You know, we can't uh, fit them all in, but yeah. I, I can't remember. Them, I feel man. you. It's when the fight gets close, I'll I'll do interviews and shout them out. But it's more like when the fight gets close, that's yeah. where I get those interviews. I get mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and yeah. then I give them the shout outs. Fight's so far out now, I can't even. Think yeah, of yeah. You're not in that zone yet. Yeah, exactly. you're not in uh, in thug nasty zone yet. <laughs> um, I go there every night before bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's the episode, and uh, tune in next Monday for another one. See you.